Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Sales Sundays. Sales Sundays from 5pm for all your info, tips and racing action from the Sale Greyhound Track. Good evening and welcome to Sales Sundays. After my pride and ego being destroyed and getting COVID a second time, that's right, Mark 2. The Bomb Banger is back on the men. A bit of a different team tonight to find you plenty of winners. Alongside with the man back at SEN Track, HQ in Corey Smith. Smithy, how are you, brother? Going very, very well. I feel like everything I've done in my life has led to this moment. <laughs> Stepping up into the Sales Sundays chair, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully we can so- find some winners, but uh, thanks for having me along. Don't stuff it up, Smithy. This is your big break. <laughs> Putting me under pressure, I like it. Doesn't get any yeah, bigger than this, j does it? It's a little bit here. Joining us from Vandermark Mansion is Jimmy Vandermark. Jimmy boy, how are you? You don't have to answer, but I'd prefer to know how you are before we start the show, James Vandermark. Looks like he's not joining us. He's uh, might not be ready to go, the big fella. Fashionably late entrance, I reckon. Uh, yeah, well, well uh, there's always somebody he... late, uh, and this man would know all about that. Poppy, Popalicious. Um, <laughs> I heard your maths weren't too good last week. It's not the first time your arithmetic has broken down. To be fair, um, hopefully you're on track tonight. Jimmy Vandermark doesn't want to talk at the moment, but I reckon you do. Yeah, I'm ready to go, Jay Bond. I'm ready to go. And uh, the big C back in the studio. Yeah, the pressure's on, but uh, we've, had a, we've had a decent sort of run, Corey and uh, Jay Bond. We, we had a good week last week. We heard about your story, but I, I wouldn't mind revisiting it just quickly. So, as I understand it, you're on a horse for a short period of time. You fell off the horse, and that was it. Um, was it as simple I, I, as that? I think that's the story. I mean... Look, we don't want to get into the legalities of the situation. Um, The girth wasn't tied up. It was... I don't know how I got on the horse, Poppy, is the truth. Because the saddle was slipping straight and somehow I found a way to throw a leg over, which is something I've done a few times in my life. But on this occasion, it was a little bit more dangerous than most. And uh, and as as Buster Brady, one of my favourite horses back in the day, just started to play up a little bit and Key McFrenning knew I was interviewing for the Hero program she just slipped, slipped, slid away from me a little bit and I let the left arm out and it felt like the fall took about 15 minutes I just started rolling and being the professional I am, I probably would have broken my wrist if I put the arm out to stop myself but instead I held the microphone all the way to the ground um, it was urinating blood for 3 or 4 days but apart from that I've been, I've been pretty good thanks mate, so it's it, it, I've come through it well. Tomo was yeah. just telling me off air that um, officially you're out with health and safety protocols. That's why you've been uh, out of action. But I, I've heard it's bruised ego. That's what that's what Tomo's rolled with before before we've jumped on. So <laughs> I don't know. There's a bit of shade being thrown around when you're not in the studio, Jay Bon. 
if you, if you know if you know me at all, Corey, you'll know that it doesn't matter what type of publicity <laughs> I get, as long as it's about me. So I'm, like, it doesn't worry me what. There's no bruised ego. Throw me at a like, shoot me at a cannon. As long as I get some social media love, that's really all I care about. Very close to race one, guys. Uh, it's, it's a horrible race to try and find the winner. Jimmy Vandermart, as I welcome you in, I'm going with Theodore Rose. It's had a little bit of specking and some race experience. Went pretty mm. well. He starts back. Time with Theodore Rose but with very minimal confidence. What do you like, Jimmy? Yeah, Bonners, uh, hello to you, mate. I, I could hear you before, but I think you couldn't hear me. So uh, we're all set, ready to rumble now. Uh, I, I was happy to see on the Jitsi that, uh, that you're wearing a singlet, mate. So you're looking uh, no bruised muscles after that big tumble last week, which is always good news. Hey, I'm pretty keen on the pink to kick it off here. Max Swan for the Whelan Kennel. They're a Group 1 winning kennel. Therefore, in a maiden at sale, their home deck, I think it's going to be hard to beat. So each way can be a bit of a litter that can be a bit hard to follow. But I'm going to go anyway. Race 1, number 8, Max Swan on the each way. Corey? Yeah, I, I always talk about on SEN, I find these ones the hardest, but I'm with Max One as well. Team Whelan at their home deck in sale, had no luck on debut. I think uh, a little bit of specking is is uh, putting a bit more confidence in me for, for Max One, the eight. All right, uh, they're boxing up nicely. Let's go to race one at sale and come back and see if Poppy's got any other barbs. Slings and arrows of outrageous fortune to throw at me. I reckon he does. Here's the first sale. Swan got away these boys straight to the top we're away here don't go too early we play some music Corey we had a bad the other night what she got me a stinker so I'm waiting till they cross the line play the music gents we're away bang Look at the boys, and I'll tell you what, I'm on a 38 million second delay, and I've run through there with uh, Theodore Rose, I reckon. But well done, boys. Good start. Different team. You never know what's going to happen when you have to throw a couple of newbies into the lineup. But both of you have, have had plenty of experience. And later on, by the way, this is a little bit of a treat, because I normally do the Mitchell Bay at Peacock quiz. I've got a quiz ready, and I'm going to pick you two head to head like what price would you have yourself giving well mate as long as poppy's not running the quiz i'm happy because last week oh. when you weren't here you ran the worst quiz of all time it was 1920s music and i said to poppy like this no none of our listeners are going to know what's going on we're not going to know what's going on it was the most boring quiz you'll ever see but in saying that I've got to give Poppy some credit because, you know, he mentioned to us about Elvis Presley, how many encores he would play each and every um, each and every show. And anyway, I'll tell you a quick story. I was just down at the local supermarket today and the lady said to me, oh, um, do you want one more bag? And I went, one more bag, one more bag, like they do, you know, at, when you're going for an encore at a concert, at one more song, one more song. And anyway, she sort of had a bit of a laugh and I, I, I threw the quiz at her. I said... How many encores would uh, the great Elvis Presley play? And uh, Poppy told us it was zero. So I never thought last week, seven days ago, I'd ever use that in public, one of Poppy's quiz uh, quiz questions, but it's exactly what I did. So credit to the uh, the Poppy down there at Sale. He's a man of, of many, many talents, I think it's fair to say. Let me hey, just hey, explain. Poppy, quiz was still I'm, no good. I'm most worried about the fact that, for whatever reason, Jimmy's yelling one more bag, one more bag at the supermarket. Like, so the second part of the story I got... <laughs> First bit, I, I, 
Jay Bond. Great handle on Bobby. What are your thoughts? Well, about? let me explain. First of all, I asked which of the four Beatles walked barefoot across Abbey Road. Neither Mitchie or James could actually name any of the four Beatles. They didn't know who the four Beatles were. Okay. That is. Quick. That, that that is. I'm, I don't know if I can. I'm not dealing well with that, Bobby. Well, uh, question number two gets worse. They hadn't heard of The Doors and didn't know who the lead singer was. Well, I'll be honest with you, neither of these two bands from the 1920s, so I'm, I'm also... Yeah, well, I've got to and, tell you, and, I know I've really COVID this second time, but I'm a bit shook by the whole situation. And then I asked, what did uh, Kurt Cobain uh, Lee, uh, wear to his wedding? And now it was a bit unusual that he wore green pyjamas, but... You know, don't forget, I was anticipating you answering these quiz questions. And although, you know, the big fella, James from his luxurious mount, uh, mansion there, says that they were 1920s <laughs> quiz questions, they were sort of 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, no, he's... 1920s out, to us, Poppy. I honestly thought we were going to do a little bit of Great Gatsby stuff there, but apparently these were well inside the realm, you would think, of somebody I would think. who had an interest in pop oh, look, for 30 or 40 years, Poppy. As far as I'm concerned, Pop, it's it's got to be at least within, I reckon, 15 years of when you were born. Yeah. I think if you do a quiz and, yeah. and it's within 15 years, like if you were to give us 1990s music, I reckon yeah. myself, Corey Smith especially, look at him with that mo, he's, yeah. he's all 1990s. So if you were to give us a little bit of that action, I reckon we'd be we'd be half a chance to go five from five. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Corey, well, is exactly. it time to let Jimmy Vandermark know that Kurt Cobain and Nirvana were from the 90s, or should we keep that a <laughs> He can't hear us, by the way, so we'll keep that a No, I, I, I know Kurt Cobain. Do you know I, what the 27 I, I never, club we never, is, We never said we didn't know him, but what's that, mate? Do you know what the 27 club is? I know Janice, S Club Janice 7 or whatever it was. but No, Janis Joplin, Jimmy Not the Hendrix, 27 club. A, a lot of famous people, Jim very Morrison, famous Morrison people died at the age of 27. And Amy guess Winehouse. what age I am right now? Yeah, okay. 27. So I tell you what, if I don't go well on sale Sundays, that might just be the end of me and I might join that club. You don't look awfully well either. I was... That was harsh. I tell you what, I did have a... Uh, a few cordials last night, and it took it took a while to come come to fruition this morning. But uh, I'm here, and uh, we've got the first winner on the board. So if I yeah, if I'm not well. looking any good, but we're finding winners, I'm happy. Well, I'm glad you came mm. to fruition. That's the main thing. Uh, we've got the J Bond quiz coming up much later. Vanders versus Smithy in the Greyhound quiz. It's on one particular subject. I'm not going to give it away at this juncture. What price do you have yours? Jimmy wouldn't answer. It was like. Anthony He's a politician. He, just he is. He just wouldn't answer. What price have you got yourself for it? I, let's put it this way. If you put us up a dollar ninety each of two, I would be absolutely truckloading James Vandermark. So. <laughs> well, that's a raw. That's a raw. That's, that's, uh, that's an integrity issue. Yeah. Now we've got Sash coming up later. And Can't lay your own options. We had last week. So, Bobby, regardless with what happened with your, your, your maths on Sash. Yes. Uh, well, no, no good. We did have winners in... We did have winners in um, uh, Staying Alive for Six. So, Corey, this is where we need you guys to pick a place getter in each of the races between races five and ten. Just a place getter. It doesn't matter if there's no third dividend. It just needs to get a place and you stay alive. If you stay alive, you get a chance to win the pool of money. Now, the boys over the journey uh, of about 12 months have managed to get through and stay alive on probably two or three occasions. 
probably two or three occasions. I think that's a misrepresentation. Let's continue on, Bobby. Yeah, and and the quaddies, you've probably come good on four or five occasions, and we have got a bank of money to play with. So we also need a quaddie from each of you lads, and we'll put $50 each on that quaddie. And the winners, uh, winning will go to our local charity tonight. It's the Mafra Football Netball Club that are here. Well, I'll tell you what, Poppy. The other night I was on with Damien Watson. I'll toot my own horn here. I landed landed the Wentworth Park quaddy forty dollars into eight hundred. So hopefully oh, we nice. can uh, hopefully we can manage to to get some money. What what is the local charity that I'll uh, I'll be winning yeah. for? It's the Mafra Football Netball Club. So they had, they they got beaten yesterday by Sale Football Netball Club in the uh, yep. Gippsland Latrobe League. So they're hoping for a for a, a, a rebound today. Not lovely. You know, uh, do you know on Wednesday, I've really taken to. Don't tell the harness racing people, they're not listening. I've taken to punting on Greyhound. Well, I got a $3,000 plus result out of it. Woo! Oregon, we went to racing on Wednesday night. Mm. Yes. And the last leg was, it was a little bit like Nick's bail in the Hume Cup night. It was the roughest, it was his tears on the last leg. And the quaddy paid about sixteen thousand dollars and got a slice oh, of it. Nice. I, I can actually pay my bills for the first time in a long time. So they haven't. I, I would have been expecting the electricity and the gas have basically said we're not even going to worry about him. But you know what? I can. I can even pay some rent to Desi G. So mate, huge result for me. It's obviously from that tumble. The concussions actually knocked some sense into you. We're saying that through the week. That maybe, just maybe, that'll be the good result that comes out of it. Well, I'll tell you what, unless my brain's in the middle of my back where I landed on the ground, Jimmy, I'm not 100% sure about that. But um, possibly you are correct. What else have we got going on? We've got Tomo's talking point. He loves to raise something topical. Current affairs, so we'll do that a little bit later. Jamie making it. Was I actually on the Sunday footy show falling off the horse? You'd love that. You this, no, I, I, I didn't watch the Sunday footy show this week, and I normally am a, a bit of a watcher of that program. I reckon it's one of the I haven't watched it since 1997, so I wouldn't have known. But Yeah, no, okay, no, I, I hadn't heard that. Did they? So there is vision of it? There's vision of it. I'm, I'm told there's going to be another show that's going to play it uh, a little bit later in the year and, and, and a couple of my other... <clears throat> Mishaps and faux pas throughout the course of my life, including getting chased with Gareth Hall by a plover in the middle of oh. uh, Sad Court Park, Melton. So well, well, there's, there's, again, probably, there's probably enough vision of your mishaps to, to run a two or three hour show. Full show. Imagine if they, <laughs> imagine if they had all the vision. Well, they don't have a vision of a lot of the mishaps, put it that way, Bobby. So there's no. there's they don't have. You know the one thing I loved about uh, the whole thing, Bono, was the fact that you fell off which I think most people would have, you know, given up on the interview, but you just soldiered on. You found a way to keep on going. And, mate, oh, we, you know, pretty admirable stuff, I think, to be able to do that. Because I can tell you now, I've, we, we had a pet horse. Um, and when you actually get on and ride a horse, it's, it's a fair way down, let me tell you. So to, to fly off the way you did and continue the interview, mate, kudos to you. It was a good effort. Well, I, I, I took one for the team. He got back, got back to the studio. I'm actually very, uh, I'm quite, quite fortunate the standard breads are so docile. Because I was laying there, and if Buster Brady wanted to, well, just throw one leg out and say that'll be the end of you, Jay Bond, he probably could have, but he just said, I've done enough to you, brother. I've thrown you off me, so I'm not going to stamp you in the head while you throw back to the studio. But it was um, it was actually a fair bit of fun. And amazingly, for a man who uh, over the years potentially hasn't treated themselves as well as they should have, no injuries whatsoever. About like a million bucks, to be honest, apart from the, the blood and the dunny. 
everything else was uh, was totally spot on. It has to be. I said. feel like so, most people would be concerned with that. Like that, I'd, I'd probably cop a, a broken arm or something, and and be less concerned than a bit of uh, bit of blood in the urine. Mate. Blood in the tummy. Oh, look, 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 I, I, I think it's like internal bleeding is is good for the soul. So Greyhound Club, by the way, four dollars schooners and pizza Saturdays two to four. Let's get to some best bets. I don't, there's a lot of shorties tonight, Corey. Um, you don't want to be making them your best bet. I've only really got one that I think is still better than $2 that I'm willing to semi-declare. Have you got one for us? Uh, yeah, I'm just getting it up. You've hit me on the fly here. Uh, race six, number six, Smoke and Zag, I think can get the job done. Mm. Um, it's a pretty tough night, though. I was, Like you said, you don't want to throw out any best bets under $2 because I don't think there's absolute morals or anything in, in those. So, um, yeah. I, I, can see Billy, I can see Billy Stockdale in front of me here, so I might quickly race over between uh, or after the next race and ask Billy how he thinks Smoking Zag's going to go. Well, put it, put, it, put it this way, my best bet of the night is race six, number six, Smoking Zag. Okay, so you're both mm. on Smoking Zag. So well, we've got Corey, Corey with Smoking Zag, we've got James with Smoking Zag. What about you, James? Yeah, you've said James twice, but that's all right. Yeah. James J, same thing, but uh, all good, Poppy. We'll let you off, mate. Uh, yeah. Race six, you wouldn't believe it. I'm tipping in race six as well. And, yeah. and, and get around us, lads. It's a party dog. We're going with number party six. Best bet, best bet of the night. Uh, look, honestly, yeah. though, it was a really hard one to find a best bet. Like, we tipped the first winner. Um, I, I think I think it was a really hard one to separate one dog and stand it out. I, I like a dog at a bit of value, actually, in race number two. But they're all... And like you say, Corey, you don't want to go under $2 as a best bet, but... My, my sort of theory is as long as they win, it doesn't matter. Like last night on our podcast, we were all over my Neo. I think it went round at about $1.30. But you're better off back in a $1.30 shot that wins, Bono, than a, a $15 shot that runs last. 100%. Uh, but Smoke and Zag, bacon box inside. Last, two of the last three times it's been a sale, 24-63, 24-76. Goes forward, might even lead. Even if it doesn't lead, I'm not going to be overly concerned, but I think it's a great chance. Of oh, I will. Are we all thinking the same way? If it doesn't lead, I'll be tearing up the form guide and leaving the show, mate. I think it has to lead to win. And uh, Corey was on the show with me on Tuesday night when we watched Smoke and Zag win, and he beat Fernando Bluey, who's coming back a a runner who who finished second in an Australian Cup. So the fact he beat him hands down, I don't know. Look, I think think it just wins. This is almost one that I think if Smoke and Zag wins, we've all tipped it as the best bet of the night. This is almost where I think Corey Smith will trim the mow back a little bit after this one. Man, I'm happy to get rid of it. I was going to get rid of it today. Really? I, uh, I, I spent the spent the day napping instead of, uh, can we instead get a, of getting it shaved. So Can we get a shaver in the studio maybe if Smoke and Zag wins and just get it done <laughs> straight away? Or Why not? <laughs> All right, we'll see how we go. If I can organise from my... Tom, you yourself there in your, in your red jumper and your tigers there, Tom Bank, you will get Corey Smith a razor at some point, even if you have to duck down to the Sturt Street IGA and grab something. <laughs> <laughs> get him an electric shaver. Do it the right way, Tom Bank. It's expensive, um, though. Jimmy, you're a man who likes to, uh, on sale Sundays, uh, take a little bit of a more you get. Look, we've got about three and a half minutes till the next. You want, you want to quickly run through your thoughts? Yeah, look, race number two, mate, we'll, uh, we will go a little bit in-depth. We haven't been going too in-depth lately, and it's actually been working well. And one thing I will say, for those who, tu- who tuned in on Tuesday, we had the watchdog on, and um, I just felt really inferior to him. And, um, you know, it was almost like working with a, a rock star, and I literally couldn't back a winner all night. He buggered off at 9 o'clock, and the next two hours was absolute bliss. So I'm hoping that uh, none of you lads are, are that kind of uh, bad luck that, uh, that the watchdog was for me. But... 
This race here, I'm pretty keen on number three, Dan Dan. Um, good early speed to win two starts ago at Terrelgan. Uh, then last start beaten by Queen Lena, but I think it was a respectable type of run. The favourite's going to be hard to beat in box number five, but I just think can be a little bit hit or miss. So I thought that the white can come out, take the lead early. Uh, I like the run four starts ago. First up in a maiden heat at Warrigal, went 6.56 early behind Shallow Wits and couldn't quite get across to lead. So I think that's enough for me to say Bono at, at a decent price. It's an each way play, but I think we have to lead to win. Box number three on the each way, Dan Dan. Um, Jimmy, if you get intimidated working with the watchdog, I can't imagine how nervous you must be working with me right now. But anyway, that's okay. You'll, you'll get through it, no doubt. One and seven. One and Mate, seven. With, that, with that singlet on, I tell you what, you're spot on. I, I thought I was worried about the watchdog, and then I, I, I logged into Jitsi, and my goodness me, I only shut the computer straight away. But uh, now nah, we'll soldier on, mate. If Dan Dan wins, I'll be happy to work with whoever. I'll be uh, I'll be bundle betting one and seven here. It's not a race that I like again, Corey. What are your thoughts, mate? <laughs> I found this uh, this pretty tough. I was relatively keen on Dan Dan this morning, but uh, now into two dollars fifty. I think that's oh. uh, that's certainly short enough for me. So my I, goodness, yeah. I, I was tossing up between the three and five, Dan Dan, and blow the whistle. And I think Dan Dan at two fifty is too short for me to back now. So I'll be uh, jumping on the blow the whistle bandwagon. I think uh, he. He's in the right camp for, for Sale. He, he was un, unlucky on debut at Bendigo and then a couple of handy runs here at Sale and I think uh, we can get the job done again with Blow the Whistle. But yeah, mm. Dan, Dan, I, I honestly, I couldn't split the two this morning. One was 240 and one was $6. Um, now that the, the prices have flipped, I'm, I'm happy to back Blow the Whistle. And let me just tell you from Sale here, Bianca Clark, Matt Clark's wife, is handling the dog uh, again tonight and I say that because she handled the dog uh, for the first time last week as well at Sale when they had a a nice win. The fact he's got uh, the box to his inside vacant, I think, might help the cause. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to be sticking with Blow the Whistle as well, boys. Mm. All right, so we've uh, we've covered a broad spectrum here, one, three, five, and 7. Not long till the race. You've got to come up with numbers in this game, don't you, Tom Bang? So can we just hear how how Popolenko deals with numbers when he's confronted by them? <laughs> uh, of the 95... How many do you think are left of the 95? Oh, 33. No, no, I reckon about 70. Uh, yeah, we've lost. I, I think we've... Uh, <laughs> now, now that I've told oh, you. No, oh, no, Poppy, you can't ask the question and not know the answer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's terrible. There's no excuse. It was terrible, James, and I apologise. I actually gave myself a good slapping after the show finished. Uh, J-Bon, you don't need to know the details, only that, yeah, I just lost my way. I mean, the pressure of it all. And, and you not being part of the show, of course, Jay Bon, I had, we lost that stability. <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're just getting that that little bit old, right, you poppy? And yeah. things, things yeah. I forgot, I'm 42, and, you know, there's a, there's a few aches and pains in places that didn't used to be there. And unfortunately, probably some of the some of the cerebral cortex just probably isn't what it, what it was. 25 past five, and I've already called both of you guys James. So, I mean, things can only, <laughs> things can only improve from here, I reckon. Yeah. All right, we might leave you there, on for a second. Uh, race two at sales about there. Going into the boxes, and we've gone with a number of different runners. Uh, three Dan Dan for Jimmy Vandermark. Five blow the whistle for both Popolenko and Corey. And I'm going a little bundle bet with the one and the seven is race two at Royal Sale. Quite well. There's the green light. Second on the card. 
Racing, Animal Kingdom got out pretty well, showing pace out oh, wide on the track dear. was Pierre Bale goes straight to the early lead. Going up on the inside was Ooh. Animal Kingdom, there's a bit of a shuffle up here. Animal Kingdom went to lead from Pierre Bale. Yeah, old bundle bet's looking all right. Outside was Xavier, then came Blow the Whistle, who's a long way back with Dr. Zia. And Dan Dan's not in it, coming up to the corner, Animal Kingdom the leader. By length and a half, Pierre Bale's trying hard down the outside. Animal Kingdom neck in front, Pierre Bale grabs it though, Pierre Bale leads Animal Kingdom. Jay Bond. How about the Quinella? Bundle bet, kid. <laughs> yeah. Over. <laughs> On bang. Little, Very good. Little something for the punters there. Very good. Very good start, Jay Bond. Well done. I've, I, I, I've got to tell you, after some after some difficult weeks uh, where the Peacock has been holding down the board, don't have the Peacock tonight, but we've got two legends joining us. I've done a little bit. I've worked a little bit harder. You know what? That's what you got to do in life. Story. When things aren't working out, you don't put your head in the sand, you work harder. That's what I've done. That, that's absolutely inspirational. I'm ready to run through a brick wall <laughs> after that speech there, Javon. That's, well, uh... it's, it's the fruits of my labour. It's coming out already, and uh, there's been a few fruits of my labour over the years, but that's another bit of fruit. It's a pear, maybe a little avocado. We're going to go to the hard out relatively soon when we come back. We've got plenty more racing to go. We'll get stuck into SAFs. I've played pretty conservatively tonight because... I think Poppy was a bit rough saying we've only got it a couple of times, but I haven't dominated there. So I reckon I can get Saps tonight. And the quaddy, again, to my better instincts, I have played relatively skinny. Uh, we'll go to the hard out in just a moment, but in a word, Corey, are you playing skinny or wide in the quad later? Uh, medium. He's having a medium latte. What, what, what have you done, Jimmy? Have you played skinny or wide? Or medium? Neither. Need a medium, yeah. I'm one into three into four into about four or five. So I'd call that medium small. All right, we're going to have a couple of medium rare steaks and I'm going to have mine blue. Right, the hard out music I can't hear yet, but it will be there very, very soon. And when we get that hard out music, the Oscar speech has to end and we're going to come back very soon. More Sale Sundays coming up. Don't forget those cheap schooners. Let's get down to sale and have a good time. Drink, boys. But enjoy your life. Back very soon with Sale Sundays. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhound Club for Gippsland's biggest promotions. Good afternoon, children, and welcome back to Sale Sundays. Welcome to those on SEN Tassie, 16.29am. SEN Top End, 16.11am. SENSA, 16.29am. The SA Pacing Cup was staged last night. And Mount Gambier from the SANFL between Glenelg and Port Adelaide. Bomb banger, pop banger, van banger and Smith banger joining you. What's the atmosphere like? Papa Linko down there at sale. I've got I've got a lot of FOMO from being in ISO over the last seven days. He's not with us. Uh, and poor old Tom Bang's just waving the arms like he does when he when someone's going to kick a goal against Carlton. No! <laughs> no, don't do it! Miss! Miss! Chewy on your boot! Uh, so no poppy at the moment. Um, how are you, Jimmy? You look like you're, you're out. This is a beautiful little area you found yourself to broadcast from tonight. Yeah, mate, I, I, I get kicked outside. Um, we have a bit of a joke about this time, the time that the wife uh, boots me outside. But no, look... I've spoke about this before, Bon, on the show, mate. Inside my house, it is the world's worst reception. So I venture outside onto the deck. Um, we've got everything sort of set up, all my gear. and uh, Not good radio, but the listeners can see we've got everything set up here. Some lovely red trees over wow. in the background there. So 
No, mate, it's, uh, it's not too bad. It just gets cold. If we go too far past 8 o'clock, by about 9.30, I can barely feel my fingers and my toes. So something that's probably happened to you time to time, Bon, especially when you uh, swan dive off the side of a horse. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to extend the show to 10 o'clock tonight. It's been a break. The breaking news, Tom Bang has just let me know we're going <laughs> until 10 tonight. He's doing the old... Uh, 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 in some, uh, so we can watch... The nipples just quietly hard there from Jimmy Vandermark. You would think with 13 rooms in your house, Corey, you'd be able to find somewhere to broadcast from, wouldn't you? I mean, you would think I'm in a little, uh, two, well, one and a half bedroom apartment in South Bank, and I can find the study, and poor old Jimmy's been kicked out. He's got, no, he's got seven mate. rooms. Each one of his greyhounds has got their own room. You've said 13 rooms. He must be subletting half of his place there. It's a lot bigger than that. I reckon you've uh, you've sold him short there. He's more of a, a 25 beds, 17 baths. The palace. 400 the acres. Palace. There's there's talks that uh, if he keeps doing all this work on SEN that he's going to get his own his own uh, he's he's going to get his own phone service line being put in at the house because he just makes that much cash on punt yeah. and all these things. They're putting, in a, they're putting in a tower actually in the driveway so, so that he can oh. get the better reception. They're going to Mate, put in the tower. You can legitimately do that. The fact that Tom Banger didn't, didn't actually play Anthony Hudson screaming 13 then when I said 13, uh, 13 rooms. I just don't know whether he's on the ball tonight. He's wearing a, a, a strange, quite vermilion scarlet jumper and the fact that I didn't get the 13! 13 was a bit of a worry, but anyway, um, the tower's <laughs> coming in when, Jimmy? Yeah, mate, look, apparently you can do it. You can get, you can actually, I think, well, the, the company, the phone company actually uh, rent the area or the paddock off you to put a phone tower in, and I, I honestly am contemplating it because it's it's a nightmare. And, like, if, if you're doing race replays, for example, which is probably the best way to do form, um, it can take me sometimes up to a minute just to be able to, to buffer things enough uh, to be able to do that. So, oh, look, and when you're watching 13 race replays a night, it's pretty hard. 13, 13. <laughs> look at that. This is why Jimmy Vandermart has been such a great broadcaster, because he gives people second chances. And I love that you gave, people, you gave Tomo a second chance there. Um, and he delivered. I just want to quickly, I'll get back to Poppy in a moment, but I just want to quickly talk about being in Miljura for the week. Obviously, the highlight was me falling off the, uh, falling off the nag, but... I was in the, I, I shouldn't name the Grand Hotel. It was the Grand Hotel. The Wi-Fi dropped out, I would say, every two and a half minutes while you're trying to watch replays and do form. The shower didn't work. I was in faulty towers. I, I was looking around where John Cleese was in the building because it was, it was a poo show, Poppy. It was, it was a feces show, let me tell you right now. And the fact that I didn't change rooms is testament to the laziness of my personality, not just to go downstairs and say, I need to change rooms. Instead, I just took the path less travel. What, 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 what's the atmosphere like at Sale tonight, Popolenko? Pretty solid again tonight. Hasn't been a bad day here in Sale. A little bit of rain, actually quite a lot of rain Friday night. Uh, we're harrowing the track uh, later this week, but it gave me a chance, boys. I just shot up and had a quick chat to Billy Stockdale, as I said I would. Uh, he just gave us the insight into uh, your tip of the night, better the day. Smoking Zag, race six, number six. Uh, he's very fresh, very fresh. He said normally he'd wait, you know, minimum seven, probably ten days between races. It's only been five, but he's still very fresh and expects him to run well. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, Jimmy, that is like the ultra confidence that we were probably looking for for the party. No. Goal, but I'm, I'm happy enough regardless. Mate, a lot of people don't like it when you tip their dogs. It's funny. 
a lot of people, a lot of trainers don't like it if you don't tip their dogs because they yeah. go, well, hang on, why aren't you tipping me to win? And then when they win, they go, told you so. But there's eight dogs in a race. You can't get them all right. And then the opposite thing is if you tip them and you make them the best bet, you're putting a moz on them and people hate it. They actually hate it. But um, no, look, I think um, five days, it's interesting that he's saying the dog's fresh. That, that would sort of tell me that in the last five days, he's, he's gone really easy on the dog since the, the, the win at Warrigal in the sense that I wouldn't be surprised if he's only had maybe one gallop um, and been kept on the lead maybe for the whole five days. So when when you hear him say that he thinks he's fresh off a five-day break when he's normally having a, a 10 or, you know, seven to 10-day break, it makes me think that maybe, just maybe, he's changed the way he's training him this week. Whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, we'll just have to wait and see. But you're probably right, Bonners. Not the confidence, the, uh, the words we wanted to hear on our uh, party dog best better than night, is it? Well, as the triple threat, as the man who does it all, Jimmy, and you, you train them as well, like, when you've got them fit and rolling and informant in the zone, does it does it matter a great deal? Like, if, if you change a little thing up here and there? I mean, this this greyhound's flying at the moment, so can anything mm. happen really in five days that's going to cause Mate, a great consternation? I, I think it can. Look, for example, we had a dog racing um, a couple of months ago. We actually won today up at Hillsville, a dog by the name of Aston Scorcher. He's a really nice pup, and he, he drew the red. So on the Wednesday, he draws box number one, right? And, and for example, I would probably give the dog a gallop on the Friday. Um, as it turned out, because he drew the red, he had a wide runner in two. I thought, well, I don't want to risk galloping him, and he pulls up sore, and then I've got to scratch him. So what we did, we... We gave him that real fresh lead up to the race. Um, I think he had a gallop, you know, a couple of days before what he normally would have had a gallop. Anyway, jumps from box one, <clears throat> misses the kick, uh, ran home okay. But I thought to myself, you, you just sometimes you can't afford to change that routine, the way you do things. And greyhounds in particular, even as pets, they're very, very routine animals. So if you can get them to a point that they almost know what they're going to do before you do it, um, you'll generally get the most success. And yeah, look, I, I, I do think. Uh, you can change things. Something very small can make a large difference. So when I hear that, uh, that potentially he's still fresh off five days, um, maybe not being trained the way that, that he may well have trained him, uh, but then you, you also have to go, well, let's back this trainer in. Like The Stockdales are very good with their dogs, so I'm confident to still make him my best bet of the night. And, Corey, you, you would know this very well, and you've got a, your champion greyhound living on the couch. I'm sure he's, uh, his routine's pretty solid right now. Sleep. That's Have about that's about all he does. Sleep. But he does but know his times. You know, uh, I mean, you've got to know a lot of the greyhound trainers now. And what I've learned in harness racing in particular, but now greyhound racing as well, there's certain trainers that are always bullish. It's the gay waterhouse effect, and there's some that love to talk them down. And you've got to learn the personalities, don't you, Corey? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you when you get an opinion of a trainer, you have to you do have to take it with a grain of salt because they might have the rose-coloured glasses on them. As a general rule, most are pretty realistic, though. They they know what their greyhounds can do. Um, the, probably the hard ones are the the ones that kind of train your lower level greyhounds, whether it's your tier threes or your country dogs, and they've got one um, with a level of talent that they they haven't been used to before, and they can be quick to quick to either appoint them as a group winning dog or or go the other way and just just That's run it me, around guys. the country. Um, so that's <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it is tough. Like you've you've got to have your own opinion as well. If you're if you're doing the form, if you're watching the race replays and doing all this stuff, you you get to a point where you just put the trust in the trainer and, and believe in in what they're doing. Like Billy Stockdale said, he might 
it usually takes seven to ten days. He might trial him in, in that period as well, and this could essentially be the trial. And he might be mm. might be trialing well in that period. So he goes, well, he's fresh enough. Let's give him a race instead of a trial. So it, it just varies on on what the trainer does, who the trainer is, and um, and yeah, like you said, the trainers know him the best they the, the best out of anyone. So you've just got to put that faith in them. Now uh, let's get to race three. Look. From all the real shorties tonight, Dr. Seco's not one I'd be diving into. If he replicates a 24-76 win here last night, he'll win again tonight. But I don't know if there's any guarantees. I've had a little bet here. A trifecta, 1-2-3 to beat, 1-2-3 to beat field. Jimmy, is the $1.70 right or is it a bit short? Yeah, look, anything that can run what uh, what uh, this dog did last time, 24-76, but the 5-28, the first split, that was that was the key. Did it from box one, so you know that the inside's going to suit, but it probably was, to an extent, a run out of the bag. Uh, three runs back this campaign, first two were just, uh, then comes out and, and effectively grew a leak last week. So that is the little concern that maybe, just maybe, he won't be able to reproduce that, but I'm pretty confident. Look, you can only go off the form you've got. I think the eight will run well, cruising through, well drawn. Uh, Dorney Johnston, a real favourite of uh, Poppy. So hopefully from box number eight, he'll come across and, and set the tempo. But the red should just be too good from the inside. I reckon the three's got a good chance of getting in the fight early as well, sweet love. And Dr. Angelo is a great hand that I've had a fractured relationship with. He's got a lot of ability. I'm not sure about its absolute desire to win races, but it did win last start. Corey, what are your thoughts here on the third? Yeah, I found this race really, really tough. I... um. I actually don't mind Malifon to play, so I, I, I'm a little bit sceptical whether it, it likes winning or not. It's had 24 starts for two wins and 15 placings, but it's uh, nothing if not uh, consistent. So we'll have to see what happens there, but Malifon is the one that I'm interested in at, at a place price, which is about $3.30, but I know you and I have had this conversation before, Jay Bond, about if it's a no-third dividend race to maybe back it on the tote because sometimes you get a little bit of extra uh, extra juice in it. So that, mm. that would be the way that I'll be playing it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll play it on the tote to place. That's Malifon. something we're pretty strong on, uh, Poppy, as you know, like um, 420 at the moment on the Giddy Goat and you, you love looking at the Giddy Goat as opposed to the, the fixed odds price and it's something that I think holds up over the course of time that you don't want to be backing them fixed odds when you've got only two place dividends because you might get something outlandish, you might get six bucks a place on the on the machine. You know, it, it's interesting, this race, just looking through all of those uh, times, 5.29, first split, Dr. Zico last start, Dr. Angelo, 5.29, first split in the following race last week also, uh, 24.62. Uh, look, the, the, what I reckon this race is set up for, as all as one dogs one, two and three go to that first turn, is a little bit of trouble and something coming from the back. So I'm, I'm thinking seven and eight might come over the top after the first three. Dorney Johnston. Sort of, yeah, I think Dorney. <laughs> <laughs> you read me like a book, James. So I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, Dorney and, uh, and Malafon as well. So it'll be interesting. And all of them, are, as you say, on the tote, they're both seven and eight, are, are giving us generous odds. Well, Popolenko, you're nothing if not predictable. Um, the Dorney Johnston <laughs> connection is uh, it's strong, it's powerful. It's very difficult to break, so there's no doubt where that mail is coming from. They're boxing up nicely. Here's the third at sale. I'm looking for back-to-back victories. 
One, two, three to beat. One, two, three to beat. Field left for Stuckley. Sweet life is showing pace. Dr. Seco is trying to boot up on the inside and leads narrowly, but coming across out wide was Dr. Freya. And then in between those was Dr. Angelo. Then on the outside was cruising through. Come on, Malafon, get through. And Malafon coming up to the home corner. Dr. Freya, the leader. Oh, gee, nice. On the outside there was Dr. Seco. Dr. Freya in front. Dr. Seco's flying. Boom. Big run that, the fave. Wow. Did everything it could to lose that, didn't it? You know, you know it was funny, guys. We're on like a two or three second delay when we listen to races. Poppy's live, and he's just gone with a, ooh. And I thought, surely that's the Red Storming going to victory, and he was spot on. Good on you, Poppy. Uh, James, I tell you, though, look, on that first turn, I, it wasn't the dog that I thought might go to the front and Dr. Freya, but uh, mm. Dr. Zico was good enough to get himself in and out of trouble, as was Dr. Angelo and a nice little McMahon trifecta. I think they've got 15 runners tonight, so nice for them to finish first, second, third in that one. Just on that, that You know, I've, I've done a psychology degree, and you try, you try to desensitise people. When they've got a problem, you try and just slowly bring them out of it. And we've spoken to Poppy about the U's and R's. Now, even when we're in studio, he's obviously on track, so he can see quicker. When you're doing it remote, he's got like a seven... He's got a 10-second head start on us, but he can't help himself. There's something guttural that comes up through that solar plexus. Oh, ah, and you can't really tell what it is. But you do learn to read it, don't you, Jimmy? You do learn to read it. Oh, mate. I, I read it, but I still wasn't certain. Look, it was, it was one of those, ooh, where something sort of... Something had happened a little bit dramatically. And, and when I saw the red hooking to the outside on the corner, I thought, surely this is the favourite just storming home. And, yeah, you're spot on. You do get to learn Poppy's moans and groans uh, <laughs> if you work with him enough. And I think I've worked it out tonight. So, yeah, keep doing that, Poppy, because it does give us the advantage, mate. So uh, it's always nice. <laughs> I'll give you the gem. Great win to Jimmy Vandermark. I, I've yeah. made about, I reckon, a solid 6 or $7 out of that trifecta as well, though. So don't... What about Bonus. me? It isn't fair. It isn't fair. Don't be... Dr. Angelo doing Dr. Angelo <laughs> things. Not that he got a great opportunity, but I'll tell you what. He loves running a placing old Angelo. And you talk about it placing uh, our little tote theory. It closed 270 fixed to place and two, uh, 380 on the tote. So mm. got an extra dollar ten boost. So the theory's at work. Obviously, it was the wrong one for me, but uh, the hey, theory's still accurate. We're three races in and Bonners, don't be sad. Don't be sad, Bonners. Because two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> you say one you know that one, Bobby? No, no, one, more bag. one more bag. One more bag. Celebrate four dollar scooters and pizza. Saturday's <laughs> two to four. Time for a break. When we come back, get your pencils and pens ready and laptops ready because Saps staying alive for six and quaddy time coming up straight after this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhound Club for Gippsland's biggest promotions. Okay, let's get us off to a good start. <laughs> now, people say that horses can't hear or when you yell at a horse, they don't know. They take things in. As a man called Jason Bonington found out, he was a bit negative towards the horse he was riding last week. Let's have a listen to Jason. I never said anything nasty about Buster, but if he had this competitive instinct when he was racing... Uh, well, yeah, see, look, I mean, moon. what could he have done? He was a very good horse. Yeah, but he has to carry you around, of course. He's going to be a bit wary. <laughs> oh! Whoa, oh. Oh. oh! So you can't tell oh. me... Oh. We might throw oh. back to the studio. Yeah. Listening. You oh. can't tell me the horse didn't hear his disparaging <laughs> comments on that point. <laughs> well, that was wonderful. Uh, welcome back to Sale Sundays, <laughs> by the way, everyone. Um, 
5 p.m. All your info tips and live twilight racing from the Sale Greyhound Club. Look, I, that was the voice of Nathan Brown, no doubt about it. He was, uh, he was a great footballer. Can we, can we play him breaking his leg now? No, no. no now, come on. I don't want to get oh, like that. No. They call me Backlash Bond for a reason. Um, he was sucking in the old painkiller, I remember. Um, no, I... I'm loving it. I didn't have any idea that that was on the uh, Sunday footy show, but I'm, I'm glad people are continuing to enjoy it. I did mention that I might get involved with a jackass-style um, series now where where people go out to hurt me. I think people enjoy seeing me in pain for whatever reason. Um, I think I've got a pretty good idea why they do. Uh, let's get involved with a couple of the highlights of Sale Sundays, Tom Bain. I don't know whether you're hocking a loogie in the studio just then, but it's not really appropriate behaviour. Let's do staying alive for six, first of all. Saps! Now, on Sale Sundays, it's time for the boys to try and stay alive for six. Poppy, if we've got you there, uh, you yes. love to do the spiel, so let's do it one more time. What's Saps all about? All right, so what we do each and every Sunday here at the Sale Greyhound Club, we encourage all of our guests, participants and uh, spectators that want to enter a competition for a $5 fee. They need to pick a place getter between races 5 and 10. It doesn't need to be a third dividend, just needs to finish first, second and third. And then we pull all the money together. If you make it through those six races alive, you get or you share the prize pool. Can get up to a couple of thousand dollars if it doesn't go off for a couple of weeks. Tonight, I think we're probably looking at about $400 plus. So we start at race five, boys, and uh, why don't we start with one of our guests in James. If you're ready to go, James, I'm ready to take your numbers. You're calling me a guest now, Poppy. <laughs> well, <laughs> get, get, oh, boy. Get, get, guest host, I meant. Sorry, uh, James. <laughs> harsh, Poppy, harsh. No, no, I'll go no. race four, number four, yeah. Queen Lena. Well, why don't we start with race five? That proves you're a guest. Like, honestly, that proves you're a guest. You really... Unbelievable. He's just given the spiel, Jimmy. He's just told you what it's all about. I I try and ignore Poppy. That's the thing. (laughs) Poppy, race race five, number two. Race five, number two. No problem. Yeah, good on you, mate. Race six, number six, smoking Zag. Race six, yes. Race seven, number eight, Maxwell. Yes. Thought race eight was a raffle, but I've gone with number five, Money and Power. Right, race Race nine, nine number two, Cordius Rico. Done. Race ten. Ooh, I'm probably going to regret, regret this one, but I'm going with uh, number six, Aston Santana. Okay. Should have probably six, gone the seven or the one or the two. Well, interesting. Um, I, I actually walked past the table of uh, Sharon Chignall and Ronnie Winter just a few minutes ago, and they've got numbers uh, four and two. Actually, Ronnie... And Ronnie said to me, Poppy. he said, hey, yeah, go on. Change it to the four. Sorry, I've made a blunder okay. there. Can I go the four, okay. Dr. Lynch? You, you can. Um, oh, as, thanks, I you're past, as I walked past Ronnie's table the other day, uh, just a few moments ago, he said, hey, listen, make sure you get on uh, Sharon Chignall's uh, in the oh. in race 10. And I said, yeah, okay, Sharon, how's it going to go? And he goes, don't worry, he's trying to t- he's trying to turn everyone off his four, is what he's trying to do. He doesn't uh. want to lose a price. So just No, that's good enough. Mate, I, I, I don't know what I've done here. The six will get off the track. Five's yes. vacant. The four was a huge run last Sunday when we were on the show for memory. So, now race 10, number four. It was almost my best bet of the night, and I've only missed out on the staying alive for six. That was almost a disaster, Corey. Yes. Mayday, 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 as you'd say. That's all right. I've got, I've got to tell you, the amazing thing there was that Jimmy was, a, was doing his saps and about to get crucial information from Poppy, and he said, 
Bobby, if you could just shut your mouth for a second, I'm going to change. Sharon, hey, Sharon, 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 Sharon Chicknell, number two. Hey, Bobby, could you just zip it for a second while I change? Yes. Go on. Here we go. Uh, Corey, what's your state? What's your state? <laughs> Poppy, I'll try oh. not to cut you off, but uh, I'm a little bit disappointed in James changing his selection um, at the last second, but... I do like listening to Sale Sundays. It might be my first time on, but I, uh, I hear you make quite a few mistakes with these numbers that when you jot them down here, Poppy. So <laughs> we'll have to listen very carefully. But race five, number two, Fearless Max for mine. Yes. Race, race five, six, number, number six, Smoke and Zag, the party dog. We'll have yes. race seven, number seven, Narcissus. Yes. Race eight, number one, Zinmin Bale. Right. Race nine, number six, Lakeview Lola. Done. And race 10, number six, I'll go with uh, James's initial selection in Aston Santana. So hopefully we mm. can uh, we can get the job done there and, uh, and James will have egg on his face in Corey, race 10. you know why I was butting in? Because our great man Poppy never comes with uh, with good information. <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah. loving, I'm loving the, the aggressive bench. So this is my stats quickly before we get stuck into race four. Two. Yes. Six. Yes. Seven. Yes. Six. Yes. Two. Race nine, number two, yes. And four. And four. Good, Good selections, Bonin. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with them, Moritz. Narcissus and uh, Maxwell. Uh, Maxwell's record from box eight just isn't very good, but I think he's the best dog in the race. Mm. But Narcissus, I think, can lead. Um, race four. We're very close. Uh, Queen Lynn is going to win the race, I would imagine. Has anybody got... Anything different to say about that? Well, I was going staying alive for six, Queen Lena, so I'm going to tip it to win here. Dollar thirty-three, though. It's a little bit uh, like that Dan Dan earlier. I think it's fair to say, Corey, just starting to to get in a little bit short at one thirty-three, but I think it clears the inside two, finds the lead, and Desi Doubt, she's been absolutely jet propelled of late, so I think he's got another one here. Yeah, no, I agree. Queen Lena is going to be very, very hard to beat, but. As a punting proposition, I think $1.33 is getting short enough. And I think one at a little bit of value would be Simon Rose for the Chignalls. So I uh, have a bit of a soft spot for the Greyhound. So hopefully hopefully we can inject a little bit of value there with Simon Rose, hopefully to run a place behind Queen Lena. And I reckon uh, I'm roving the one to run second or third here, sweet, sweet Kathleen. So Queen Lena to win comfortably and one to either run second or third. And you know what? I didn't make $12 out of that trifecta, and that would get me two schooners and a pizza between two and four. <laughs> so they're boxing up now for race four, final leg of the early quaddy. When we come oh. back, we're going to give our actual ah. quaddies. Oh. So here we go. Here's a four Coffee. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, too early. <laughs> Having a first try over the 5.20 metres, and is it a very short quote? Give us the start, Poppy, and all or an R, so we know what's going on with the pay. Right oh, okay. oh! Set race, number mm. four. Ready. Uh-oh. <laughs> Racing. Queen Lena began fairly well, showing pace with Sweet Kathleen. Ooh, played us old, Poppy. <laughs> and Queen Lena, the favourite, goes to the front. Going up to second was Dr Dixie. Then on the inside came Sweet Kathleen. Around the outer was Simon Rose. Come on, Simon Rose. Back get past. In Highland Hakuna, down the back straight. And it's Queen Lena, the, the great meatloaf one said three out of four ain't bad. <laughs> Then for the back came Simon Rose around the corner. Queen Lena doing it boldly in front. And Queen Lena will lead all the Too way here. Easy. Queen Lena wins it by about three or four to Dr. Dixie. Then Sweet Kathleen, Dr. Dickie. <coughs> then for the back, Simon Rose. Hey, I've got me trifecta again here, boys. Play some music, Tom. I'm crying out loud. Baby, take control now. 
time we got there, guys? 29 and uh, 47. That's not bad. Got a 40. Not a bad price at the end, to be honest. Uh, 130 getting a little bit skinny, but uh, on form. Was always going to cross the one and two, which it almost didn't at the start. And then when Poppy went the old, oh, oh I thought I thought we were genuinely in trouble. Um, <laughs> Poppy really messing with us here, but he's yeah. just giving me the, the curry that I give to him. So <laughs> thanks for that, Poppy. Nah, never trust my who's and ours, mate. Jimmy, pretty much, that, that, that equates to 24.90. Went over 4.40 last start, so Greyhound is... <clears throat> Yeah. Only early in its career, but obviously uh, good early speed and and very consistent, so trustworthy at this early stage. Do you want me to give you a bit of inside info, Bonners? I, I'd prefer you did. Here we go. The best way to find out if that run translates to what it did last time, I reckon, is look at the track records for both distances and then work out exactly how far away that is from the track records. So that'd be the best way to do it. I think the record over the 4.30 is, from memory, about 24.30. Poppy would know this off the top of his head. Is it 24.30, the record now at sale? 4.40? Uh, the uh, 5.20... 20, 4.40. 4.29. Yeah, 4.40 is 24.29. So, yeah, close enough. And the yep. next one's about 28.88 or something? 28. Yeah, 90. close enough. Yeah. 28.97, shooting star. Yeah, that, that's an old record. Yeah. Was that Joe Hansen's yeah. dog, wasn't it? Yeah, it was back in 2008. But uh, there's a question mark alongside, so I hear, of that particular yeah. one. Don't worry about that. What I'm getting at, uh, Bonners, yeah. both of them roughly 10 lengths off the record. So that, that equates that the dog's carried that form from the, the 440 to the 500, effectively has ran the, the race out as strong as, uh, as it did last time over the 440. It's not a bad way to gauge things, especially here in Victoria. You're getting form from Warrigal, Horsham, Warnable, Sale. They're all over the place. If you use that as a little bit of a method just to go, well, if you're getting, say, five lengths off the record at one track, you want to try and get roughly five lengths off the record. But then you've got wind conditions, track conditions, other things come into it. But it's a very, very basic rule to go by. It's a funny thing that you should say because I've mentioned a peacock previously. Obviously, obviously I'm in my... Uh germinating stages of being able to do greyhound form and that is exactly the method I use everywhere all the time. So I've always got when I do form the GRV track records up and that is exactly how I go about it. It doesn't, I've noticed with it in a couple of ways, um, sale to Warrigal sometimes it doesn't work perfectly but uh, it, it, it's a great little method isn't it? Like mm. It's a great little method. Well, to, when, you, when you're learning particularly to go well I'm trying to measure up the 450 here and the 460 there and the 440. It's the easiest way to go about it. I love it. I reckon you probably nailed the fact that sometimes it doesn't pair up like Sale to Warrigal, but I think that's the outlier when it's a, a different sort of track setup. Sale is almost a full circle. They, they very yeah. rarely have a straight to run. Then you've got Terrelgan now, which is the J curve, and then you've got Hillsville. So certain dogs will push the record at Hillsville. You take them to a circle and they just won't go. So um, I think basically when you're doing that, you want to check that the tracks are similar. So sand down to the meadows should be pretty similar. Um, even the sort of sale 520 to a, to a meadows would be a similar type of run. So I think if you can do that, and the horseshoe tracks, obviously, like your uh, Warrigals, your, your Ballarats and that, they, that'll be pretty similar as well. We've got to get to the quaddies in a moment. I heard something. Uh, you're, you're the Meadows man, Corey. Someone perpetuating a theory to me the other night that the 725, the Meadows isn't 725, or, or some, uh, some, some urban myth about 
distance not being quite right. No, the 7.25 is, uh, is no longer, Jay Bond. It's now the 730 metres. So with all the new Isolinx data, it just wasn't quite marrying up with the distance travelled greyhounds in comparison to, to similar distances elsewhere. So it uh, got re-measured and turns out since 1999, it's actually been 730 metres, not 725. So the boxes haven't moved, nothing's changed, the track records stand, uh, but you'll notice in the form guides it now says 730 metres, which is, uh, even personally, uh, it, it takes a little while for me to wrap my head around. It just mm. looks a bit strange. Yeah, it sounds like Y2K... Might have got to the Meadows then, 1999. <laughs> a little bit of Will Smith, let's party like it. And let's party like we want to get the quaddy tonight. Tom Bang, we're, we're going to give that ready to go. Quaddy call. All thanks to the Quaddy app. Curated picks from SEN Tracks Pro Punters. Download today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Corey, another one of our guests. Guests, uh, can, you, uh, can you give a quaddy for us, please, mate? <laughs> I can give a quaddy as a guest. Uh, I've got in the first leg, I've got one and two. One and two. In the second leg, I have our best bet of the night, one out, smoking zag. So just just being confident. Hopefully we can get the job done. In the third leg, I've got one, six, seven, eight. As J-Bond said before, I think Maxwell's the best dog, but uh, whether he can get the job done from box eight uh, remains to be seen. And then in the last leg, I've gone a little bit wider. I think it's an open race. One, three, four, six, and seven. So if my maths is correct, that'll be $40 for 100%. All right. Well, you've got 50, so you get a little bit more than that. So that's good, 125% probably. So we're ready to go for you, Corey. What about you, James, as our uh, premium host? Uh, what are you thinking? <laughs> Very good, uh, very good. That's the intro I like before giving a, a quaddy that all the punters can follow in. Uh, thanks for that, Poppy. Uh, race number five, leg one of the quaddy to bounce at 17 past six. So you've got 13 minutes to get these on, Poppy. Can you do that? I can indeed. I never made a race. mistake in my life. <laughs> Here we go. Race, don't start at race four, Poppy. Race uh, five, number two, Fearless Max, one out. So we go hard, Ooh. go home. That's the rule. Yes. Uh, race five, number two, one out. Second leg, I'm going one, Dr. Madison, four, Gold Driller, and six, Smoke and Zag. Um, yes. I've made Smoke and Zag the best, but if he doesn't lead, um, I think we can bin the tickets on him. Third leg of the quaddy, I've gone with one grade, and it's going to be value in the race. A little bit hard to follow. Uh, six, Flossie Ann, seven, Narcissus, and eight, Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And the final leg I thought was an absolute raffle, this restricted win final. I've gone with one, Zimnan Bale, three, Cashton Bale, four, Hurricane Harry, five, Money and Power, six, Zipping Crusader. My mass does me right, Corey, as you would say. Uh, that's sixty dollars for the hundred percent. One into three into four into five. So the last little uh, multiplication is twelve times five, which sixty dollars gets you the full hundred percent. And at about nine thirty tonight, ladies and gents, not even nine thirty, seven o'clock, quarter past seven. You'll say to me, James, you are a legend. Thank you for that, Quaddy. Jeez, I didn't Do realise Sammy Davis yeah. Junior was with us, but anyway, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have Quaddy. One thing I'm amazed by is how wide Corey's gone in the last leg, and he hasn't got. Money and power, which is your staying alive. Staying alive. It's day, not respect, is it? There's no respect uh, well, there between myself and well, Corey. I'm, I'm trying well, to find I'm the winner, not the place well, getter. So it, James has rolled with second and third. Big, big here on Sunday. So my quaddy goes like this: two one out fearless max in the first leg. Uh, sorry, I, uh, Jay, but I wasn't. Contra- I turned off as soon as you started talking. Sorry, what you say? <laughs> how, about we turn, how about we turn you off full time, Bobby? How do you feel about that? Two one out in the first leg. Two one out in the first leg. Yes. Second leg, even though Smoke and Zag is the party dog, I'm going one, two, four, and six. One, two, four, and six. 
Only seven and eight in the third leg. Seven and eight only in the third leg. And real wide in the raffle race. One, three, four, five, six, and seven. Uh, six times four is 24, times two is 48. So we'll get a tick over 100% for the $50 investment. I would have thought, Popolenko. All right, sounds good. I'm, uh, we're going to put those on immediately for you. And uh, our pool, I've just been told, is starting to run out. Mm. So we need to uh, we need to produce the goods. And there's a lot of faith on number two in the first leg. Let's hope that does the job. Well, I've got one. Saturday's two to four time for another break. Come back. And a highlight of tonight's sale Sundays. The Vanders versus Smithy Graham quiz. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhound Club for Gippsland's biggest promotions. Sale Sundays from 5pm these days for all your info tips and live twilight racing from the Sale Greyhound Club. And a little bit of a punting tip here. So, very short price favourite in the previous. I decided to rove around the one, sweet Kathleen. The trifecta has been favourite into maybe fourth favourite, into second favourite. It's paid $16.70. It's paid massive. It's paid... We, we, you think of a dollar forty favourite, you think we won't get more than five or six bucks on the trifecta here. It can be done, and I'll tell you why it can be done, because typically people look at it and say, I don't want to play an exotic here because it won't work. I won't get enough money out of it. Well, debut wrong. Uh, Jimmy Vandermark, I'm looking at his mansion. I can see... A vacant chair and a form guide with quite a bit of... A lot of oh, struggles. the Meadows branding there with the pen as well. Bit Good. of Meadows branding. He's got the Meadows pen, Corey. That, that, that must be a highlight of your career. I tell you what, we've got that many pens at the Meadows. If you come out to the Meadows and see me and ask me for 10 pens, I'll give you 10 pens. Jeez. We, that, <laughs> that's an offer that I'll put out there to the Sale Sundays family. More than happy to give you 10 pens if you want 10 pens from the Meadows. You Whoa. just have to come get them from on course. That deserves so, this. I was, I was looking at that pen thing. That might be worth something. It is worth less than a normal pen because there's so many of them. But really, like, it is just one of a million Meadows pens, unfortunately. I say that, and I've just, I've just stolen a pen out of, the off, out of the studio here. So, um, yeah, maybe I should get myself the Meadows pen. Um, now, I'm thinking, what time have we got? So we've got, I'll tell you what, we might get through the first three questions of the Smithy versus Vanders Greyhound quiz, and then we'll get stuck into finding the winner for race five. How does that sound? Nervous. Hello and welcome to the Smithy versus Vanders Million Dollar Chase Quiz. That's right. It's a Greyhound quiz, but purely on the Million Dollar Chase. I'm going to ask both of you, Jimmy Vandermart and also you, Corey Smith, to call out your name if you'd like to answer first. And if you get it wrong, then your rival adversary opponent gets an opportunity to have a crack. Are you ready to start? Corey is ready. What's James's uh, audio there, Bob? Maybe we've muted him just to give me a chance. Jimmy, let, let I'm back, folks, there. and I'm ready to go. I'm ready, I'm ready. No, I had you on mute. Uh, had enough we'll of the show, to... and I've only been on here for an hour and a quarter, so come on, Bonus. <laughs> we'll get through the first two questions. Which Gippsland-based Greyhound was Victoria's only qualifier for next Saturday night's Million James. Dollar Chase final? James. Are we allowed to cut in, are we? Photo man. There's a, bit, there's a little bit more of the question. Million Dollar Chase final, and what time did he run in the semi-final? Corey. 
Photo man. I, I, I think I he went 29.97. That is marginally incorrect. Oh, I'll say uh, James, photo man, 29. I'm not actually sure. I'm going to go 95. Somehow you've part of the seas like Moses between you. It was 29.96. Photo man was correct. It's one to, oh. one to Rob. <laughs> Question two. Name the three previous Corey. million dollar chase winners. Yes, Corey? Uh, Mystic Riot, Good Odds Harada, Handsome Prince. It's yeah, one nil to Corey Smith. Oh, this is no good, this quiz. No good at all. Um, Name the beat. I don't know what you want. We're going to take a little <laughs> Shut break up, here Poppy. in the quiz. One nil to Corey Smith. <laughs> and by the way, uh, there'll be no favours for Jimmy Vandermont after. I mean, I put hard work into this. Nobody pays me extra for this, Jimmy, for crying out. Fearless Max is $1.35. Uh, should be winning. Can you give Can you give the second place get a Jimmy? Um, oh, look, I know that our co-host or, or special guest, Corey Smith, would be pretty keen on uh, fur pyjamas. I reckon that's something he'd be going with off, off box number one. But I, I can't see the check losing, given he's just so well graded in this race. Um He's in a he's in a mix six and seven. He's beating the grader because he's now won three races. He's effectively uh, a higher grade than that. He won at Sandown in fast time on Thursday, um, and he's just picked up a little bit of confidence. So he wins. I think the red will will probably trail the run throughout. Therefore, looks a good uh, a good place chance. And if I was playing maybe a first four or something along those lines, I'd be throwing in the, the uh, four Doctor Zeppelin, who I think can run home okay. In fact, no, bugger that one off. I'm going to go six, seven, eight for third. I hadn't planned that, but um, I'm going to go two to win, one for second. And how about this? Let's make it a first four. Two to win, one for second, and then six, seven, eight, six, seven, eight for the four, first four. Surely that's enough to keep you happy, Bonners. Surely. Uh, takes a lot. Well, takes a fair bit to keep me happy. I'm going two to beat one and eight to beat one, seven, and eight in a trifecta. You think the one can potentially beat the two, Corey? Oh, I think so. I think Fearless Max has to do something wrong. But uh, as Jimmy said, he's very, very well graded here. He won 29.42 at Sandown last start. 29.40 at Sale the uh, the week before. He's he's a proper, proper animal. But fur pyjamas, I also have a bit of an opinion of. Um, there's one a couple of times here at Sale in, in decent enough time. Uh, we'll have to get things go its way to beat Fearless Max. But uh, I'm happy enough to... to um, as Matty Fields, Quaddy is, is getting held up by the gym. But... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy enough with fur pyjamas, but Matty Field's gone the one, one out in this quaddy leg. So mm. he's he's oh, with the fur pyjamas, the great man. Yeah, Recently, Matty Field, one out. You'll think the Fearless Max will be winning. If it doesn't, both Jimmy and I are out of the quaddy. And uh, we need if the one wins, well, that's something for Corey Smith. We'll get going now. Race five, first leg of the Queen's half. There's the green light, favourite box two. Oh, jeez, what a start. Set. <laughs> oh, he's not kidding. Oh, there you go. 29.26, my guess, guys. Have a guess. Guess the time. Ah, uh, 34. He's not there yet, boys. He's not there yet. No. I reckon we're all out of the body here. He's gone to miss this wave, surely. No, he's kicking again. That is a strange. Strange race. Got the pick four in order for fellas, so I'm, I'm a happy little chap. 
I have two to beat, one to beat, one seven and eight. I'm basically the exotic master at the moment. I'm an exotic human, called a Maldi, and right now I just can't just stop. I'll be honest with you. Instead of Joe exotic, it's Jason exotic. <laughs> Correct. Bonnie uh, very similar, very similar personalities. Geez. It's a bad, bad name, Matt. Bon exotic. Bon exotic. Hey, just quickly, what do you reckon about that run, Corey? Because look, I honestly thought at halfway he'd gone amiss. He'd gone from three lengths in front, powering away. He's the best dog in the race. He's the fastest. He's got the best high speed of any dog in that race, no doubt about it. Until he goes straight past him down the back, and uh, it looked as if the check was. I, I honestly thought from where I was sitting, um, he's put in a few short ones to the point that I thought he was injured, but. Whether or not he's just wrong-footed himself or he's got a little bit lost at a track, but he's probably been around 100 times. I've got no idea. But the thing was, he kicked back and he, he, he got the job done. So it was a weird old run, though, wasn't it, Causa? Yeah, that, that sort of run just puts a little bit of a question mark in my mind moving forward. Obviously, we spoke about the 29.40 odd that he went at Sandown, which is super form for a race like this. But, um, yeah, to, to show that sort of burn and then get headed, I mean, he does get a little bit of a tick to fight back and uh, and come back and win pretty comfortably in the end. Nice but time too, it's, boys. Uh, it's, yeah, what, what was the time, Poppy? Uh, 29.34. That's what I said, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Nice time. Yep, so I've nailed it. Nice time. Mate, that, that, hey, it's one of the highlights of the night so far, Chris, I'll, I'll put this to both of you boys because you know a lot more about greyhound racing than I do. If he's gone 29-34 and he's decided to put in a status step, he was doing it like a dance move in the middle of the race. That I, I actually think that's an outstanding that, that changes my opinion of it somewhat. Uh, it makes me think that maybe Tui's just got un, unbelievable mid-race pace that we haven't, haven't oh. kind of seen before, but it's still there's still the question mark in my head. Uh, the fact he lost that ground so quickly off the form he had is, is a bit disappointing, but uh, look... As well, if he has wrong-footed himself, he's actually put in a couple of short ones. And it actually was conserving energy. So effectively, he's still been able to, once he got going again, balance up and, and drive through against the rail and, and prove too good. So I'd say even if he didn't have that little side step, as we're calling it, a bit of a stutter down the back, um, he probably would have only gone 29-20 thereabouts anyway, which is still a, a very good run. It's only five lengths off the record. And Bon... Uh, our little formula would, would work out pretty well because Fearless Max, in my opinion, is about a 24-60-70 dog over the 440. So you translate that to the uh, the, the 500 and with that record in the, the high 28s, he was always going to go about 29-30. So he's done what he had to. Spot on. And uh, we won out in the quaddy, which is lovely. Corey's well placed as well, even though he went uh, one greyhound wider now. Let's continue this quiz now. Jimmy, before you start being pejorative and aggressive about the nature of the questions, just get in quick if you think you know the answer. How does that sound? What was that, mate? Get in... Just get in quick if you know the answer. As a one-night temptation oh. champion, I know what the buzz is about. Get the what, buzz going. What I don't okay? like, Bond, what I don't like, mate, is this is all about sales Sundays, right? And, and, you know, you're just throwing the promotion to Greyhound Racing New South Wales and Wentworth Park. So I don't know if you've got some little contract going on or what it is, mate, but I'm not <laughs> buying it. This should have been this should have been a sale Greyhounds quiz, not a Wentworth Park quiz. So I'm not happy to start off with. You actually Thanks. wouldn't know how many contracts I've got. What will <laughs> She's a Pearl's winning streak stretch to if she wins James. next Saturday's Million Dollar Chase? I'm going to go with 12. Correct. That's correct. One all. Game on. Bang. That's a big one too. Right. That's good. Question four. Tiebreaker at the moment. Brody the Lord has qualified three greyhounds. Yes. Mm. Oh, I Gone went off early. early. Gone too early. Um, 
look at his face made me think maybe he had an accident, like a toiletry accident, and that was... No, she's got... They've got one in the Bob Payne and potentially one in the ladies' bracelet. One of them's Doonan, but I can't remember the other one, so I don't even know that was the question. I went way too early. Sorry, guys. You have a, have a crack, Corey. Corey, Whatever three greyhounds qualified. Um, I've got two. I've got Doonan and She's a Pearl. Um, the third one, I just it's just not coming to me. So. Apparently two out of three is not bad, but in this situation, it's not good enough either, Corey. So we need one more. you got nothing. Nah, nothing. Post model of the red is the other Jody Lord. Yeah. One from box eight as well, and so I know that. Anyway, move on. One more. This is the actual tiebreaker before we go to a break. Break, break, tiebreaker, break, break, break. Great quiz there. Great quiz. How much <laughs> will the last place get to earn in Saturday night's million dollar chase? One thousand dollars, James. That's incorrect. Corey. Uh, I'm gonna I'd say zero. Yeah, I'm going to go with zero. They will earn 10 large boys. Thanks very much for playing oh, hard. So, Greyhound Club, board all the scooters and beats. Saturday's two to four. Time for a break back soon. We both lose. <laughs> Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhound Club for Gippsland's biggest promotions. Sale Sundays from 5pm for all your info, tips and live twilight racing from the Sale Greyhound Club. I'll tell you one thing that's worrying me a little bit, Corey. Tell me. Tell me. You you are a regular listener slash stand slash fanboy of Sale Sundays. And I, look, I know this. Things don't normally go to plan at Sale all night. Everything is pretty much gone to script. We've got the party dog coming up next. Something bizarre happens out there at sale every single week. We just hope it's not in this race, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I, I am a bit of a bit of a fanboy of sale Sundays. There's nothing better than than uh, catching up for a for a few uh, few frothies with a couple of my mates on a Sunday, having a having a pub feed, and then uh, tuning in in the afternoon to sale Sundays and listening to uh, plenty of winners. But you're right. There's something's got to give here. I'm getting a little bit nervous. I would have been more confident in this bet if we all weren't on it. But if we're, I tell you what, it could go the other way. And if it, if it does win, then uh, I think we'll be nice, nicely up and about. Now tell me this, Corey. We always say, gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight and drink wise. But after obviously having a few lime cordials, a couple of uh, pre-game entertainments last night, with your normal situation on a night like tonight, be to take it a little bit easy or heading into a big week at the Meadows. Would you maybe just knock the cup, the top off a couple, just to, to gain a little bit of equilibrium? If you weren't joining us tonight, no. Normally, I normally Sundays. I, I work six days a week most weeks, so the Sunday is the one where I let the hair down. Uh, how little of it I have left, but I do let the hair down on a Sunday. But this week, I'm actually on annual leave. On, I'm uh, I'm heading up to Warrnambool, so. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a strange week. I, I let the hair down yesterday instead of today, and uh, yeah, just trundled on into the studio and and uh, having fun with you guys. Oh, and we love you being here, Poppy. Yes. Just tell me, like, no, nobody pays us for these quizzes, but like, how good was that quiz? To be honest. Oh no, it's sensational. I mean, without doubt, that was the best quiz we've had in seven days. <laughs> Can we, can we, my, my personal favourite Sale Sundays quiz was the AFLW one. Oh. <laughs> we don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you the gem. Just, Normally when I'm not very good at something, which is very rare, I go back and do a bit of research. 
Hashim the kid on this. Just, just plain, <laughs> plain disrespect from Bottoms when it came to the game. Oh, oh, no, I probably would say that. Uh, yeah. We're all with Smoke and Zag. It was two sixty a moment ago. Back now into two dollars thirty. Open four dollars. Three ten. There's the party dog music. We heavily supported. I thought there were three dangers here, and they're they're all the other ones in the market. One, two, and four. If it's going to get beaten here, and we pray to our own personal deities that this won't happen, Jimmy, we will beat it. Doctor Madison's a chance. Gold Driller's a chance. Uh, even the checks a chance as well. So. There are definitely dangers. Um, I just thought the win last time at Warrigal was good. The wind's actually picked up where I'm sitting at the moment, so I'm glad we're knocking off at 8 o'clock. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think if we cross and lead, he's racing really well. And I was down there calling a couple of weeks ago, and he led up and was ran down by Zachary for memory. And I think if Zachary was in this, he'd be a, a short price favourite. So the $2.30 is probably about the right price. I was delayed getting back on the uh, after the break there, Bonners, because I had to go put the split system on. Uh, in the kennel for the greyhounds because it's getting a little bit cold. So it just shows you how our, uh, how our trainers or us trainers think about things. I'm sitting out here in the freezing cold and the gusty winds and the dogs are uh, living it up in about uh, 21 degree temperature with a split system that's costing me about $6 an hour to run, let me tell you. <laughs> so, so Bobby, in the last uh, yes. probably 90, in the last two minutes, Corey's told us he works six days a week and Jimmy's yep. told us that he, that he can never switch off. So for all those construction workers out there and the guys really working hard, just remember, Corey and Jimmy are working a lot harder. Oh. Are we right? Mate, Mate, I never said I was working hard. <laughs> I just said I was putting the heater on, <laughs> unlike Corey. I also never, ever suggested that I work hard. I've, I've got um, very moisturised-looking yes, hands. I, I never got these hands dirty in my life. Come on, Zag. Here we go, smoking Zag, party dog. Let's get it over the line. Second leg of the quaddy, please, dear Lord, party dog. Come on, smoking Zag. Everybody dance now. Second leg of the quaddy. In the lead, fellas. No oohs and ahs, please, Bobby. No oohs, no ahs, nothing here, please, Bobby. Racing, smoking Zag got out pretty well from our bar on the track and got up swiftly with Dr. Madison. Then Elmo Rose, Dr. Macy, Jane and Gold Driller coming off the Come on, find a yard. I don't think it's going to. In second was smoking Zag and Bigsy swung deep and around the corner, Dr. Madison's doing it well. And Dr. Madison beats Smoking Zag and Bigsy first. Tears, fetal position. All of the above. Uh, Midside, $1.70 a place. I'm alive in the quaddy, so hey, it's not that bad, is it, fellas? We, we knew I'm also alive in the quaddy, so it's actually pretty good, Jimmy, to be yeah. honest. I mean, part, part, party dogs go under, but that's actually paid really nicely, I reckon, for our quad. Yeah, 100%, mate. Winner $6, that was the best of my results for the quaddy and smoking zag. Look, as I say, that, that old uh, tote place bet, obviously here on the local, no good. If you've mid-toted, it's $1.70 a place, so... We, uh, we were concerned if it didn't lead, it wouldn't win, and we were even more concerned when the trainer said he changed things up. So uh, with all that in mind, uh, we didn't say he changed things up, but he's, uh, he's kept it all fresh, and, and he just missed the kick of shade. Not saying that was the reasoning behind it, but either way, the quaddy's looking good. Corey, you're out, are you out of the quaddy, mate? I'm out of the quaddy. I was confident. I, uh, I put everything into Gosford, the six. Mate. But, yeah, the Gosford guru was in session the other night until, uh, until I started declaring that. But... 
yeah, no, I'm still alive in the in the uh, SAFs, so hey, I'm, I'm well, happy well, enough Which is with interesting, that. boys. Let me tell you. How many, Bobby? In the, in the, well, we. Uh, <laughs> I really should have studied this. Well, 76 really have... we started with, so we've lost 23, so we've got 108 left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got a prize pool of $325. We actually lost two in our first leg in race five. We lost two in that first I'll race. I would kick them out of the venue. Yeah, and we had, so, so we, had 43, we had 43 remaining, but listen to this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. People had number two dog, which didn't place. And three and four was also popular. I reckon we lost over 20 in that particular race. So how many are left, Poppy? uh, uh, 22 are left. (laughs) 43 were remaining. We lost 21. 22 remaining. Four races to go. I don't know. Can we literally go through that, Bonners? He said we had 43 to start with. We've lost yeah. 20. Yeah. So, And now he's saying we've got 22 left. So one of them has just disappeared. Yeah, they, they passed away. I'll, I just told you that they're, they're currently <laughs> being taken out. There's a morgue just in Gippsland. Be I'll just check this um, abacus once he, I'll just he put on his saps job, when Bobby. he was in God's waiting room and then all of a sudden... <laughs> Jimmy, you've done this often enough to realise that... It sounds bloody easy, doesn't it, for staying alive for six? Oh, yeah. It sounds it, but it's not. Easy. Nah. Now, look, it's... Poppy, I think, said it really well last week. It was probably the best uh, the best one-liner he came up with all all, all, uh, all show last week. It was along <laughs> the lines of, you sometimes have to go away from the favourites when it comes to staying alive for six because they're not always going to come in, are they? So you have to take the punt, go a little bit of value sometimes. We haven't done that, but we're still alive, so we never take Poppy's advice, but uh, we soldier on. It's, it's always that's a challenge. That's here from Tom Waterhouse. Don't take the favourites because they're not always going to come in. I mean, that's profound stuff. That, that, that's nature. That's really oh, profound stuff. Don't take the favourites because they're not always going to come The thing about sale would be the hardest place to nearly do it, I reckon, Bobby. Because um, if, if, if something goes wrong in the first yes. There's some tracks where you can probably recover and maybe run a place, but if things go wrong in the first 40 metres at sale, you're in you're in all sorts of bother. And that's why we've tried to reduce your oohs and ahs because your oohs and ahs can be pretty meaningful at times. One sec, 21 plus 22. <laughs> you know, you know the gif where you see him like really in thought, and you see all the the mathematics equations and stuff coming up. And yeah, uh, and really firing Poppy. through. That's what I'm just picturing Poppy as right now. We need to buy the calculator. Mind. He's a, Here we he's go. A, uh, mind. Oh, geez, wait a minute. Here we go. So, listen, boys. We so, did lose. So, so, just just to recap. Yeah, no, I've been handed a note. They they write things down on, uh, for me now. We actually lost 21 in the uh, last race. 22 remaining. Now, of the 22 boys, 11 have the number eight. Eight have the number two. Only two have the number three, and only one has the six. So 22 remaining. Hmm. That makes a hell of a lot more sense, doesn't it, Jimmy? I feel like we're back on track. Yeah, it's but nice when minute. Poppy gets it right. On the rare occasion, he gets it right. It but really wait a is minute. nice oh, to hear. No, but... that, that, I don't reckon that could be right. Because, <laughs> oh, no. no, but, but well, one sec, though. Let me explain. But don't forget, I got handed this note. But I'm looking at your... I'm looking at your picks, boys. I'm, I'm the seven. James, you, that you, you, yeah, well, Corey's with the seven, and Jay Bob's oh, with the seven, and James with the eight. What's wrong with that? Well, the fact is, the note they've handed me: eleven have the eight, eight have the 
two. Two have the three and one has the six. Well, where's the seven's got? One second. Put my head right. I'm going to go and check this out, boys. Back in a minute. No, I don't think I'll get through this. <laughs> oh, my God. This is smoking up too flat, mate. Somebody's got masses of money. Hell, he is. It's definitely two of us what is this? I reckon, I reckon he's got. I reckon he's, Poppy's just got himself. He's just put his brain in a blender. I reckon when it comes to this segment, he's just got himself ago, so though, rattled. Well, you're at the start of your administrative career. He's got, is it time for Bobby to? Is it a victory lap time for him? Oh my gosh! Is it time to say goodbye <laughs> and, and just one, one, one lap for the fans? Oh. It wouldn't be near as funny without him. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm not ready to put the green screen around him yet, but uh, he's, he's certainly heading that way, isn't he? <laughs> Poor bugger. Oh, maybe we, maybe just to shock him, we put the green screen around him and then we remove. I've seen that done before. Just, just, just give him a little bit of a wake up for Jimmy. I would have thought, straighten up and fly right. Oh, look, I think the first thing we, we need to help him. We need, we need to realise he's part of the team. He's not just a guest like me and Corey. So he's actually part of the legitimate team. So what we need to do is we need to invest. All right. I, I always say, number one motto, you've got to spend money to make money. And I think Robbie Popplestone's at the point of his life now. We need to buy him a nice big calculator, one with the big buttons that he can't bugger up. He can type this you know, information into the calculator, and that way he's not going to bugger everything up, and we, we can know what's going on. Who had the seven in this next one, staying alive for six? Both of us, Jabon and myself. And he's saying that seven. no one's got the seven, yeah. or one person. Yeah. Oh, come we're on, the, we're, we're, Corey Smith and I are the invisible men of staying alive for six, basically. We're, we're playing in a different... We're playing the different league. Maybe he's dropped us to the twos. Maybe we're in the Premier League. I, I haven't got my head totally around it. Corey, you said you were going to Warnock. Is this your? I wouldn't imagine this is your first cup of ball. No, I think it's about the sixth or seventh time I've yeah. managed to get up the ball. It's a, it's a yearly occurrence for me. When I when I started at the Meadows, they said, "Do you have any annual leave that you you can kind of tell us about?" And I said, "I have one week off at the start of May every year." And then that's about it. So it's uh, it's almost like adult schoolies for those that haven't been there. And getting up there on on the Thursday in particular for the for the grand annual and get heading up the hill, it's uh, it's a pretty special moment. And of course, the Warnable Cups on on Wednesday night as well for the Greyhounds. So it's a it's a big week, and it usually takes me a few weeks to recover. But uh, no, plenty of plenty of fun. Have you ever been, Jimmy, or are you just look at the thoroughbreds and go, you can go get stuff? Yeah, a bit of that, mate. Uh, no, look, I, I've never been to the Gallops, believe it or not. I've, I've gone to Warrnambool for 12 years. I think I've been at the Cup for about 12 years and never once ventured over the fence to uh, to the Gallops. So I have driven past the, the track a few times. I, I'll, I'll always watch, but normally, mate, with my busy schedule, Bonner, something that you wouldn't be aware of, mate, I'm normally in the car driving home on the Thursday, so I've got, you know, to get to that next job. Unlike you, who can go somewhere and just put the heels up, fall off a horse and... Uh, you know, enjoy some luxury accommodation and then uh, then go to the races. Mate, I, I don't get that enjoyment. I've got a working theory on this. Maybe he didn't have a lift home from Mildura, so he said, bugger it, I'm going to try and get in an ambulance. It might be a bit comfier than the Divi van. No, I reckon he was trying helicopter straight to the Royal Alfred. I didn't catch any of their names, but it's a shout-out to the middle-aged freak woman, the 16-year-old boy, who held my hand on the way up to Mildura in the plane when I started to pant. And uh, thank you also to the Mildura native who lives in Sydney. Man, he was involved in horse racing in some respect too, uh, who talked me through the flight back. Um, we might get to a break now, give Poppy a little bit of a chance to work out how to subtract 43, 21 from 43. I felt he got it right the second time, but then we, we, we ran into an obstacle, a burden, a hurdle, uh, an impost. When nobody had the seven in the next leg, and in fact, Corey Smith and I both have it in South. So we're going to give Poppy a moment. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Two seconds. I've had a. 
I've had a stern word to the staff. <laughs> uh, 11 people have the number eight. Eight people have the number seven. Sorry about the, it looked like a two to me. Eight people have the seven. Two have the three and one has the six. So you boys are very much alive as we know. Well done. Just quickly before we go to the break, I'm just going to check. <laughs> the, two, the two is $34 currently. Oh, so Bobby was happy to think that Dr. Renzo was heavily supported in staying alive for six. <laughs> we'll get to work on him. The defibs are out. We'll be back soon. More Sale Sundays coming out. No, I don't think I'll get through this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhound Club for Gippsland's biggest promotions. Sale Sundays from 5pm for all your info tips and live twilight racing from the Sale Greyhound Club. It's your Sunday session, which everybody loves. This is an amazingly popular show, and I think tonight we're, we're definitely holding up at end, Corey Smith. We're, we're, we're doing what we need to do. Yeah, look, there hasn't been much heavy lifting, but we're doing doing what we can to, to get through. So, no, happy enough with how we're going. And unfortunately, the best bet didn't get up, which is uh, absolutely shattering considering we we're all on it. But, um, yeah, we've got we've got plenty more races to come, so we'll find more winners. Jimmy, I'm very nervous about this. I've only got the seven and eight in the quarter here, Narcissus and Maxwell. Maxwell is the best greyhound in the race, in my opinion, at least. And sometimes this can be deceiving, but that box eight record, seven starts for one win, no placings, is just a little bit concerning. Yeah. Mate, he's, um, he's got very similar stats from box seven, except I think it's eight starts without a win. So if you work that out, he's had 15 runs from either seven or eight for just one win. So, uh, look, that that's pretty ordinary. He's only won nine out of 56. I've, I've tipped him as my staying alive for six because you go through his form, his last five starts, two, three, two, three, three. He's never far away, so you almost you know you can almost put a line through him as a as a dog who's going to finish in the the top three or top four at least. Um, I'm going with number six now as my each way bet in the race. I just think it's got out to a bit of a silly price. Flossie Ann, um, solid form was in that race behind Aston Eleanor at Warrigal the other day and uh, did go good behind Lily Nicky three runs ago at Sandown Park when almost crossing the lead from box five. So. I think the price of $10 is value. I'm not just saying that because it's in the quaddy as well. Uh, if it does win, lads, this is going to be a, a really, really nice race for me. So each way, number six. But the only one I'm worried about when it comes to the quaddy is number four, Aston General. I think he's got a bit more ability than he's led on to so far. Good chance of leading here, Flossie Ann, which is a concern for me. Uh, final thoughts, Corey? Uh, I've actually got Narcissus leading. That's why I'm with it. I'm, I'm slightly concerned that it could give Maxwell the card into the race, as we've said uh, quite a few times, I think Maxwell's the best dog in this race. But, um, yeah, I, I think Narcissus can actually begin well from, from where it is and just needs to clear Flossie Ann and away we go. Well, I, I think it's going to be on the speed. That's the that's a concern. While I left Maxwell out of my saps and had Narcissus was for that reason, I think it's less likely to find trouble. I think you can cart across. Maybe it is assisting Maxwell. I don't mind that because I've only got the seven and the eight in the quaddy. But, um, yeah, the seven... I think the odds are a little bit wrong. They should be closer in the market, I would have thought. Knockout hopes here to also Graydon and Dr. Renzo, I reckon, boys. Let's find out. Just about here we go. Race 7 at South Third. Look at the quality of the food store, Mafra. Set race 7. 
Racing, Graydon a little bit slow to begin. Narcissus shows good pace and goes to the early lead. Go, Narcissus. Going up was Flo. Narcissus. A little bit deep on the track and then came Ooh. Graydon. Ooh. Further back in the field was Billy Bob Jordan. Then came Dominic. I got a case of the, the, the poppy ooze then. Graydon just the starting to storm home here. Getting into its work, isn't it? What's happened there with Narcissus? Play some music. That was straight. It did not handle that corner, did it, Narcissus? But once it's he hit really straight again. Bonner's lyrical work after, which was nothing like the song, but. Uh, you spot on, Corsa. Ran very wide. Uh, Graydon's paid seven dollars thirty a place, and I had it in my quaddy. I don't want to blow my own trumpet, as they say, but one eight six seven I had in the quaddy. I think they've ran the first four, and it's going to be a half reasonable first four divvy, I reckon, as well. I'm not sure if Flossie Ann, uh, after she hurdled one off the back straight, was able to hold down fourth, but fingers crossed she did. If you're going to toot your horn, that was also in my quaddy that is now uh, no longer. But that well, was my exact there. numbers and, and too. Jimmy, just just quickly, if, if you weren't trying to blow your own trumpet there, I'm not 100 percent sure you succeeded, but you had a good go at it, and that's the main thing. You had a good good go at it. But you're well, in the quaddy, I'm in the quaddy. We've got one leg to go, and just a recap, Jimmy, of what we've both got in the last leg. Oh, we can't miss it, really. Like. Yeah, I, I could I could do that. So uh... you can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, I've got the numbers written here. One sec, where I put that piece oh. of paper? One sec. <laughs> uh, no, here we are. James, you've got numbers uh, one, three, four, five, and six. And Jay Bond has one, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, Jay Bond has 104%, and you have 83.33%. Well, I think I, I, don't, I don't want to declare a winner, but I think I. We've been in this spot. We've been in this spot before, Jay Bond. Remember when Whelan's dog got up in the last leg and paid twenty dollars? Why would you remind me of that now? <laughs> I'm trying to go. I've done a little. I've done. I've done the hard yard. I said I've done some more for me, and all of a sudden now, Corey, why can't we just play a bit nicer sometimes? I mean, we we all love each other. We're all dedicated to greyhound racing. Why can't we just play a bit nicer sometimes? Well, I, I came into this thoughting that I thought that I was. Like walking into a nice and, and easy no. environment to be a part of. Logically say. I, I'm probably going to go to HR by the end of this. There's been a lot of. Um, a lot hey, of bit hey of... boys, I've got some quite uh, approximates. You want me to run through them? Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure that you do. Uh, number one, $70.90. <laughs> number two, which we haven't got, 3600 Number three, we both have. Uh, you both have one hundred and twenty-seven dollars. Number four, you both have five hundred and seventy dollars. You see, you, did, race, you weren't sure whether we wanted to know about these. I'm, 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 I'm happy to keep knowing. Keep, keep race knowing. five, six hundred dollars. Yeah. Race uh, number six, Zipping Crusader, ninety-nine dollars, and number seven, yeah. Nathan Ryder, seven hundred and eighty-four dollars. So outside the one and the the one three five, which you both have, uh, we're looking okay. You know what? We're going to make a we're going to make a profit, and there's a chance for a decent That's one. That's it. Yes, there is. Um, I mean, I'll give you the gem. The only reason I've thrown in uh, I've thrown in Hurricane Harry here, which is what my old man used to call the fan he put in the room when he was a little bit warm, Hurricane Harry, uh, is the fact that I think he's a good chance of leading. And I've learnt the hard way, Corey, over a long period of time. 
that you don't want to leave likely leaders out of the quarter Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure that Hurricane Harry is going to be your leader in in my books, but it is a good dog, and I had it in my quaddy that he's no longer with us. Um, mainly because it's it's been racing against a, a better quality of dog, basically. Um, it was up in distance, so the, the drop down to distance, uh, had a fall, came back to sail over the 5.20, was beaten by Zinmin Bale last start. But before that, was racing over the 600 and the 6.50 at sail as well. So if it can lead, I don't think anything's going to beat it. So um, if you're right there, which you, you've been right plenty tonight... I reckon, uh, I reckon Hurricane Harry looks looks a nice little chance at five hundred and seventy dollars fifty dividend. That's uh, that would be very very good for the Mafra Eagles. Well, I've uh, I've got over hundred percent, so that would be lovely. I think we've lost Jimmy Vandermark for the for the time being. Unfortunately, the Wi-Fi tower is currently under construction and hasn't quite gone to the driveway just yet. But we'll get that up very very soon, without doubt. And it's been a it's been a profitable night. The Peacock. Normally dominates here, but strength in numbers here, Corey. You know, we're, we're trying our best. It takes two people to fill in the Peacock's shoes, but uh, Tomo's yelling at me. He's giving me a kick under the desk that we need to go for a break, Jay Bond. So. Yeah, I don't know why he's panicking so much, but I'll tell you what. What Tomo wants, Tomo gets. We'll go for a break now. Come back to Tomo's talking point. Sale, Greyhound Club, $4 squatters and pizza. Saturdays, 2 to 4. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhound Club for Gippsland's biggest promotions. Sale Sundays from 5pm for all your info tips and live toilet racing from the Sale Greyhound Club. And good to see that Jimmy Vandermart's got himself a little bit of a feed. He's on the phone right now. He'll be back with us in a moment. He's talking to one of his dogs at the moment. No, I'm talking to you, mate. Is, is, is the split going well? Oh. How did, how did you go? What, what did you grab yourself there, mate? No, mate, yeah, look, what I've done is I've just gone the old uh, not roll um, to have that chewing, you know, just sort of gnawing on that um, between uh, ad breaks. But, no, what actually happened a moment ago, I disappeared just before the ad break and my phone just couldn't take the crap. You and uh, you and Poppy had been talking all night, so I think it, uh, it just finally gave way two hours in. So I've actually had to find myself a phone charger. But what happened was, and this is a common mistake, I think a lot of people make this, Bonners, I had my phone charging, right? Had it plugged in on the ad break so I would, you know, keep enough charge to keep going. Yes. And what I didn't realise is that it actually wasn't turned on at the, at the wall. So I was plugging it in, charging it, but nothing was... So I wondered where the sort of 30 or 40% went, but that's where it went. Uh, listening to you and Poppy try and work out equations for the last few hours. So you, oh you're talking about us talking crap, but apparently uh, switching PowerPoint on is beyond you. I mean, you're a man that... A lot of no. people in Greyhound Racing, they deify you a little bit. They put you on a pedestal as a man who could do everything. I think we might have found your kryptonite, um, turning PowerPoint. No, look, mate, I think they've just got the wrong idea of me, to be honest. <laughs> I'm just a, a real battler, mate, uh, trying to get from A to B, as, as we all are, trying to back winners, which we all are at the moment. I uh, just want to give you that quaddy approximate at the moment. Um, I've got nearly the whole field, $70 for the red. 3,600 for the two, 127 for the three, Hurricane Harry, 570, number four. Money and power, this is the one I like, $599, 99 Zipping Crusader. I don't have the seven, but I think you do, Bonners, 782, and number nine gets a run at about 2,123. So just quickly, Bon, uh, recapping numbers here, mate. I've gone with one, three, four, five, and six, but I'm leaning toward the five at the value money and power. How do you see it? Well, I'm hoping you are right because a little bit of glasnost here, a little bit of transparency. I love my staggered quads, so 
I'm hoping to get the job done for the sale Greyhound Club as always to try and fill the coffers. But in my personal quaddy, I've only got one, three, five, and six here. So seventy dollars for the one, hundred and twenty-seven for the three, five ninety-nine for the five, and ninety-nine for the six. So there's really no doubt about the one that I want to win. Money and power. And the key here, I often talk about this, Corey, the old SP profile. So it goes into the heat of this series paying four dollars ten. So well, well in the market, and you're getting a much, much bigger price tonight. And I'm I'm a big follower of the idea, well, if they thought it could win last start, it only got narrowly beaten by Jin Min Bale, that I'm happy to be on at the much bigger price here. I'll tell you what, if we keep reeling off all these numbers, we might keep putting Poppy's brain in a blender because we, as we've seen tonight, he, he does battle with the numbers. So if I, if I keep talking about this starting price profile, I think... Uh, I think we might lose Poppy, and we don't want that. He's been a gr- he's been great value tonight, Poppy. You guys have been a little bit harsh on him, I think. Hey, boys, what race are we up to? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Poppy. I don't know if you've nah. ever seen the show Letters and Numbers on ABC. That's a great uh, countdown. Is 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 much yeah, better. countdown. It's it's one of the greatest shows of all time. Poppy would be he'd be in all sorts. The numbers would would get him, and I reckon the letters might have him coming as well. You squat, no, Poppy. Yes, mate. Legend. You know, do you know what race we're up to now? Yeah, we're up to race eight. That's right, yeah? Wait, wait. Race eight, yes. Thank you. One out of one. Um, Tomo. Right. Race nine's next, too, by the way. Straight after race eight, boys. Race nine. And they'll, they'll be followed by you race know why? 10 and 11, which is untraditional, <laughs> but they're trying yeah. to change things up a bit of stuff. Um, Tom, hey, do, do you know why, Bonners? Yeah, Jimmy? Oh, no, I was going to say, mate, I, I, I worked out why Poppy sort of ventured back to Greyhound Racing and never took on thoroughbreds and, and harness and things like that because we often see field sizes more than 10. And we've worked out tonight on the show that Poppy sort of struggles when he gets anywhere up to sort of 9 or 10, and that's about his limit. So what I, what I admire about a man like Poppy is knowing his limits, knowing his limitations. He thought, no, 1 to 8 Greyhounds, that's about me. And he's, he's even struggled with that a little bit. So uh, credit to you, Poppy, though. You're having a go, mate. You would think, you would think that, Jimmy, but then there was, you know, even in a maximum field of 8, he still found a way to back a scratching only about a month ago. So... Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> maybe we can get down to six or four. Talking point, Tomo, what do you want to to discuss tonight? So, I was going to do this last week, but we didn't have enough time, unfortunately, because of everything else that's happening with the show. But on the back end of you falling off Buster up in Mildura last weekend, what is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to the panel here? I've I've got one, and it goes goes back quite a few years. I, I would have been a little tacker. I don't know how old. Probably two, three, maybe four, but it still haunts me to this day. So my ma- uh, my dad was was buying mum a uh, like a lingerie voucher or something. So that's a bit bit Dude, sketchy to start with. Story. That's a bit. It's... What a, you ping the lips here, Glory. Almost nothing else needs to be said. Continue on. Though. I said to Tom, I had a, had a good story for you. So I would have been a young fella, right? And dad's in there, embarrassed um, that he's that he's even in there. And I've wandered off, and there's a mannequin that has a g-string on, and I've started going and just twang twang like plucking it. Yeah. And the whole store has just turned around and started laughing. And I've gone to go hide. You know, if you go and hide in a clothes rack, you, you get a bit of cover when you're a young fella. You put your nose in there as well, haven't you? I, I, went, I, I went in to, to the bra section and tried to hide behind. And Dad reckons he's, he's... It's probably more a dad embarrassing story than anything, but 
He was that embarrassed, and, and it still haunts me to this day, and he brings it up. I, I think it got brought up at my 21st as well, and it had, uh, had everyone in stitches. But that, that would be the one, just uh, given the old pluck of the G-string on the mannequin when I was a few years old. No, no need to be embarrassed. Nothing's changed. I put a bit of mayo on it. It was actually a few weeks ago. <laughs> no, look, look, lads, I've got nothing. Poppy, you go, mate. Oh, look, I've got a number, obviously, as you would realise, but uh, one that springs to mind was, you know, I was married 14 years. I'd have a few drinks every so often. And, you know, to, to make my wife and uh, daughter laugh, I would uh, sometimes, you know, dress up. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd wear my pants back to front or I'd put my shirt on back to front and, you know, they'd have a bit of a laugh at their, their old man. Uh, one night I came home and put on uh, my wife's tennis skirt and tennis top and her visor and I was pretending I was mum playing tennis. You know, the way she, unusual way she uh, had a backhand. But anyway, I didn't think anything of it. Many years, many years later, at my son's 21st, my daughter at the time, who was six, so this was, she was about three or four. When she was six, she said, oh, can I say a few words too, Dad, at uh, Tyson's 21st? I thought, oh, isn't that beautiful? I've sort of said what I needed to say. And said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what's coming. Uh, there's about 200 people there, family and friends. And uh, I said, oh, ladies and gents, my daughter, Grace, just six years old, would like to say something about her brother's 21st, which is fantastic. So she gets up there, she gets the microphone. She goes, hello, everyone. I just want to let you know that my mum, my dad, wears my mum's clothes. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so, so embarrassed. And I tried well, to explain, but there's you no must, you must have almost, You must have almost urinated your dress when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that goes down I'm, as one of my more embarrassing moments. I've got, I've got plenty, but I'll, get, I'll give you one. So, basically... If you let me stay over at your house for a couple of nights, even like two nights, I, I, I treat everywhere I am like it's my home, right? Always have, including workplaces. And I regularly at HRV headquarters 400 Epsom Road would use a shower. I'd go, go in there sometimes, even on a weekend or whatever, and it was a, a Saturday, and I thought, I'll go down and have a shower. I'm going to go out tonight, and I'm, I'm, I'm nearby. I might as well go use a shower. And I walked upstairs with only the towel around me, and one of our uh, fellow employees had his daughter there, and I was just strutting through upstairs with a towel on. Towel drops. Daughter's there. Had to get it up very, very quickly. And uh, it was... The towel? I, I, the towel dropped, yeah. Um, everything else stayed in place at the time. But, yeah, it was it was certainly a moment where I thought to myself, okay, maybe I'm a touch too familiar here. Um, and, I mean, she obviously got a wonderful experience. But... But, you know, and she wasn't a kid. She was about 18 years of age, but that would be right up there. Falling off a horse doesn't even go close to the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me, Poppy, nor you. No, no, no. Doesn't even make a top 10 list. I think the fact that you got carpet burn after that experience, I think I think that's the thing that was more embarrassing. And again, that's not the first time that that's happened either. But anyway... Um, Tell you what, Tomo, you've excelled yourself with your talking point. Some of these talking points, it's fair to say, probably haven't gathered a heap of momentum. It's been a touch of inertia, but that one's been very solid. You should be very proud of it. Round of applause for Tomo. Good talking point. Tell Just quickly, my talking point, what is that? We know you're a Carlton Blue supporter. Um, this is clearly not a, a football top, but what is this uh, red and gold Tigers jumper that you're wearing tonight? So I commentate 
NBL one for the Melbourne Tigers, and we we had our first <laughs> game this afternoon. Andrew Gaze is the coach of the men's team. Warwick Giddy is the coach of the women's team, and the men got it done by seven points against Eltham after being twelve down at half time, and I get given free merchandise every time I come back to the club. So it's my second straight year, and I've got about four or five different tops of the Melbourne Tigers. Lovely. Um, Jimmy, can I get a bit of an education here? Actually, from both of you boys. So we're going into this final leg of the quaddy. We've played really, really wide. Dinmin Bale is the shortest way home and the favourite. I often... So the simple way... We, we spoke about cheat cheats a little bit earlier with going through track records. Dinmin Bale has not run anywhere near the time that a couple of others have at heat. It wasn't amazingly short. Often gets back in its races. I would have thought this was a total lay under those circumstances, but you might be able to educate us otherwise. No, nah, look, I think 230 is definitely um, as short as you'd be wanting to take. And, and Jay Bon, I was only joking when I said I didn't have any embarrassing moments, mate. I've got about 45,000 of them. And I just wanted to mention one from a race calling perspective. I may well have already mentioned this one um, on SEN track before, but getting tongue-tied when you're calling a race is pretty embarrassing stuff because you're paid to do one thing, and that is commentate the race. A bit like Robbie Popplestone with the numbers. We pay him to, to you know, stay up to date with, uh, with staying alive for six, and he struggles to do that. But anyway, what it is, mate, I was calling a race at um, Cranbourne, and the leaders just bolted away on the home corner. And as they turned for home, I wanted to say that this dog is just going to win effortlessly. That's all I had to say, Effortlessly. And I went with effortlessly, and I knew it wasn't right. So then I tried to fix it, and I ended up stumbling the whole way up the home straight, saying, this dog's won effortlessly, effortlessly, effortlessly. And it was like that, no joke, for about eight or ten seconds. And at the end, I gave up, literally gave up when the dog crossed the line. And I just turned around, and I said, such and such has just won this easily. And it was probably the most embarrassing moment I've had as a race caller. So there'd there'd be plenty more there, but um, that that was up there, just getting tongue-tied and... And, oh, look, being the person I am, Jay Bond, I tried to fix it, tried to make amends and get it right. And I think every time I tried to get it right, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And I've never used that word again. Can you give us the Greyhound's name just for research purposes? No. <laughs> I refuse to release any, uh, any data around what... Oh, if, if you want to find it, you'll have to go eight years ago, I reckon, at Cranbourne. Uh, there hasn't been a moment that bad since, but there will be one in the not-too-distant I've got, future, I've got no annual doubt. leave this week. I might give the ball a miss and just do some research and find <laughs> it for you, Jim. I've, I've had oh, a form the... comment for Saturday night at Melton is, uh, for the trots is about 2,500 words, and I've misspelled a couple of words, but the, the worst one ever was, I think I said, if early speed counts for anything, but I forgot the O in counts, oh, and no. it went into the Herald Sun. Oh, no. <laughs> So I'm not going to say nah, the word, that's... obviously. You can work it out. There's no O in counts. I think we can pretty much get our heads around exactly what transpired. And there were a few social media posts which only make it worse. This is the thing these days. You don't get away with anything because if you think you've gotten away with it, somebody will find it and they'll post it, won't they? Mm. Well, Bonners, I reckon my little effortlessly call might have almost been pre-real social media days in the sense that everybody is um, is posting on social media. And like you, Bonners, you know, you, you sort of go with the whole any any publicity is good publicity, but um, I, I'm not sure I agree with that, to be honest. When it comes to when it comes to calling, you try and get them right. But speaking of getting them right, uh, this quaddy's not far away from concluding down at sale. I can hear Poppy getting a bit edgy down there, mate. Uh, I'm going with a bundle bet, four and five, Hurricane Harry and Munning and Power. But I want to touch base with uh, Robbie Popplestone, the great man from yes. Sale, the mayor of Sale, and see what he thinks about this one. 
Look, uh, it's probably of no surprise that I'm going to uh, back Dawn Johnson in Nathan Wright uh, uh, for two reasons. One, I think. <laughs> one, I think. She, uh, look, I do think she's a chance, but not only that, it's our. It, it's probably one of our best ways home. Although I guess if the five gets up, doesn't it? We, we get that on a number of a. Do we get it more than once? We do. If number five gets up, so. Uh, yeah. I'm, 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 going to, I'm going to go where the money is, and I'm going to go money and power. Um, Corey. Uh, I'm actually. I've just had a little bet myself on Hurricane Harry. I, I just think it's a bit over the huge odds. price. It's just yeah, it's just one of those ones where I just think it's it, it should be a lot shorter than it is, sixteen bucks at the minute. And I think uh, I'm happy enough to back it in a race that I don't have high confidence in in any of the favourites. Really, I mean, uh, Zipping Crusader I think's got plenty of ability, but Box Six is an issue. Zinmin Bale's got plenty of ability, but two thirties too short. I think. Her- Harry's a great... I know you disagree, Corey, but I, I think it's a great chance of winning Hurricane Harry. Let's go to race eight. Final leg of the quarter sale. I've got a good feeling, a real good feeling, we're going to provide some funds to the currently struggling... No, they're not. They're flying. So, Greyhound Club. They're ready. Here we go. Go, Nathan. Got away pretty well, showing pace on the inside was Lacey Rose. Lacey Rose from Nathan Ryder. And then came Zimmin Bale. Further back on the outside was Cashton Bale. About two lengths, Hurricane Harry. Then came Muddy and Powers. Come down to the fence, Nathan. Nathan. Nathan Who's got this in their quaddy? Hey, J-Bot. He has to hang on. Yes, J-Bot. Rollers! Back from the fall, back from COVID mark two. And Poppy's tipped that as well, Nathan Ryder. So that's it. That's an absolute fill up for the listeners. About 800 bucks for Seven years we've been doing the How do you like that, Pablo oh. It's an easy game, Jay Bon. It's an easy game. So, I anyone that's just associated mention, with greyhounds are making money left, right, and centre. Oh, farewell to the quaddy. I mean, I had six of the eight. You can work out percentages. <laughs> that's that's a fair fair pool of greyhounds in the last leg. I actually had five of the eight, and I still managed to to buggerise it up and what makes it worse, hearing from Poppy before the race, the confidence <laughs> in his voice, he went to a new level. And I'm not sure if it was, that was because he was talking about Dawn Johnston with Nathan Ryder or the fact he actually actually was on to a winner. But well done, Poppy. 15 to 1, you get it. J-Bon, you snagged the quaddy. Um, look, I need, to, I need to go to school and you two need to be the teacher of my class, I think, because I was very, very, very ordinary there and I'm disappointed. I'm... Oh, I don't know how I can go on. Back to guest status for uh, Jimmy Vandermart there, I reckon. <laughs> oh, but I've just had have a some look. more bread, mate. I, I wrote this is down, no good. I'll, I'll do your job for you here, Poppy, while you're counting the cash. Yes. The, the staying alive for six. Yes. James Vandermart is also out. He is indeed. Upsetting. So that's just, yes. just full-blown loss. Jay Bon and myself are both still alive. You are. How good? $300 to be run, uh, one boy. Absolute so. crap. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now, uh, just <laughs> he's taking he's taking the more of the knot roll here, Jimmy. This is this is like this is like his crux when he when, when he's in a bad when he gets heavily stressed, he gets to the knot roll. Yep. Fellas, um, Jay Bon, I've got I've got something. Will no doubt text me straight after I say this. And I'm sure he has probably nailed a bigger quaddy 
But at 104%, I reckon I've returned more than $800 to the Sale Greyhound Club. Is that close to the biggest quality we've had? I think it would be. I reckon it was. I reckon um, Michi got more than a grand one night, but that was when he jagged both Staying Alive and the uh, quaddy, remembering, of course, that you are still alive in the Staying Alive as well with uh, Corey. So uh, it, the biggest quaddy, but with an opportunity to have the biggest night. So so I know this is a difficult time for you, but can you talk us through SAFs and who's uh, left? Uh, yeah, well, look, I've just done my own calculations, which oh, no. obviously... Oh, well, no. okay, I, that's a problem. Can we... Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see how we go. On my calculations, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people left with two races to go. On my calculations. Now, I've got, I've got uh, something that will be no surprise here for you, Jay Bon. We've just had a text to text in. Lovely yes. quaddy get. I got it here. Who do you reckon that's from? Shannon from Models Bay? Yep. yep. No doubt it is. Yep, 100%. He, he could teach people how to do... There's no, no doubt about it. Like, he's unbelievable. And he loves sale because there's always the opportunity for something a little bit left of centre to happen. So I know he loves sale. Like, he's great at quarties everywhere. And uh, I've got a text in from one of my texts here. Um, his name's Mitch Abaya. And after I've made that comment, he's just said, kidding yourself, mate. I'm holding the mantle. So uh, great to have <laughs> personal texts here. I don't have the... Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six machine going here, but at least I've got my own personal text. Well, time to go for Bonners, break here. Nobody's bothered. Nobody's bothered to message me. We've got the Javon quiz coming up. Sale Grand Club. Would you believe this? Four dollars schooners and pizza. Saturdays two to four back very soon. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhound Club for Gippsland's biggest promotions. Well, Sundays from 5pm for all your info tips and live twilight racing from the Sale Greyhound Club. Now, I've returned a, a pretty tidy dividend out of that quaddy. Have you got the staying alive for six numbers? Please, again, properly go. Uh, look, these aren't the official numbers, but they're as good as because it's my calculations. And it says that there are 10 people left. Now, of that 10 left, I believe that all of them have either the two or the six, which means that... If you both go through, uh, you're going to be, well, one in ten chance of obviously staying alive for six. But the interesting thing is, in the last leg, I've got Corey down as the only person with the six. Oh! That's huge. So so we'll, we'll just see how we go. I mean, obviously I better double-check my calculations. <laughs> obviously. Where's Corey's name on this list? Oh, there it is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> This is outstanding radio. I'm loving every bit of it. Um, just quietly. Compelling. <laughs> now, this, this, this is a little bit of a, an inside thing. Mildura, where I was last week, uh, is the warnable for the trot. So it's a week It's a week long carnival where I fell off the horse and all the rest. And there was a gentleman. There was, a, there was a, an HRV, Harness Racing Victoria function, and a gentleman, a trainer, thought that his horse might be a reasonable chance in the final night of racing cup night called Wiltshire Boulevard and uh, it, it didn't win on that occasion it is just one race for Swan Hill at 150 to 1 so you were on Jay Bond in other words you followed the tip welcome back to Sale Sunday welcome back <laughs> it's uh, great to be here no I wasn't on unbelievable stuff 
scenes, absolute scenes. Um, now, Poppy, for whatever reason you've got it into your head that you think it's okay, give quizzes about AFLW and 1920s music and, and uh, flapper fashion and all the rest yes. of it. J-Bond quiz now, and I'm hoping it's general bloody knowledge. Well, two of these five questions... Jason Bonington considers himself a champion quiz master. From his appearance on Temptation, it is time for the J-Bond quiz with your quiz master, Rob Popplestone. So just visualise me running out like Tony Barber used to on Sale of the Century as we commence the quiz. Five questions, two of which are true or false. The first one is exactly that. Melbourne, uh, Melbourne's museum owns Farlap's skin but not its skeleton or organs. True or false? Is the heart testing, in New testing. Zealand? Is the heart in New Zealand? No, the heart's here. No, I'm going to say false. Uh, it's actually true. true. What is Melbourne's oldest suburb? You can all have a go at this, boys, if you think you might know it. Williamstown. Collingwood. Collingwood. Batman's not a suburb. Melbourne was originally called Batman. But, um... Put it this way. I'll give you, I'll give you a reasonable clue. They, 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 had a, they had a good, decent... They had an OK VFL side at times. North Port Melbourne. Melbourne. No. Port Melbourne. Before they had to relocate. Fitzroy. Good boys. Fitzroy it is. Hey, hey, and you just said good boys. I, I got it right. Can you say good yeah. boy? <laughs> Don't give them any credit. <laughs> Maybe so. It was in A. Yeah. Anyway, we move on. Uh, look, I really like this question. Um, I'm not sure how you guys feel about it. But the architect who designed Collins Place also designed what famous work of architecture? The architect who designed Collins Place also designed what famous work of architecture? Young and Jackson. I love how he's he's read the question twice, but none of us have any idea. I'll say the this first time. Come on down, no, it's the Louvre's the Louvre's glass pyramid. Oh, great, Poppy. This isn't working for me at the moment, Poppy. If no. you give me the last, I need the last two, or I can't sleep tonight. Foster's Lager was originally designed by two Americans living in Melbourne. True or false? True. Yes. All right. this last one or I won't sleep. Okay. Which beloved music den was once a gambling venue behind a tea shop? Which beloved music den was once a gambling venue behind a tea shop? Now, you, th- this is so obvious. Music den. Yeah, no, no, no you, it, it is very obvious. You're right, Poppy, as you can tell by the three of us having no idea. Well, what do you think a, a gambling den could be called? And it's something that I always refer to when I'm having a bet. Pick four. It was called the pick four? No, it's called no. the tote. So, AFLW, boys bands, and Melbourne history. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. I think stuff would have come out, but I'd rather be honest. I couldn't give stuff about the right. city. I'll be here, but honestly, honestly, it's a disgrace. Next, next it's, week's quiz is going to be based on July. Of, uh, it's a pollution. It's, um, it's overcrowded. <laughs> um, we were locked in during the pandemic. I, I couldn't give stuff about Melbourne. Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne's a poo hole. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go early with our analysis of. Race nine. Portis Rico just, or Rico just looks an absolute certainty. I, I love the way that Corey got excited about the fact he was the only one to have Lakeview Lola here. But to stay alive and to win this thing alive, you've got to get Corey Rico out of the place. The only question mark here is, Jimmy, never been to sale, and that's always a question mark. Yeah, uh, that is a question mark for the, the check. But um, the small field, it's going to bounce out. That corner start over the 520. Going to cite the little pretty early on, and the way it went last time out, uh, 27.84 at Bendigo. We're doing that track record comparison. I think the yeah. record's about 28.60 up there for memory, maybe thereabouts. So that's only, what, four lengths off the record. If it does that here, it's running 29.15. So I think you'd, you'd back it with a fair amount of confidence. The price, though, what are we getting now on uh, on this Cordius Rico? It's in probably too skinny. Yeah, I, I think it is too skinny. I'm a little bit gun-shy on these shorties after... After Geelong Cup night in the match race, where I called um, Titan Blazer value at a dollar twenty-five, so mm. so anything under a dollar fifty at the moment, I'm I'm really trying hard to get it beat. I've, I've landed with Lakeview Lola, as Jay Bond mentioned before. Cordius Rico hasn't been to sale, and and when I'm doing the form, I always find it really difficult to to translate sale form to anywhere else. So I'm. I'm using that in reverse and saying that Cordius mm. Rico might find it difficult going to sale first time. So that's why I've landed on Lakeview Lola for my staying alive for six, and that's why I'm tipping Lakeview Lola on top here. The last time I got a decent quaddy was Lakeview Lola in the last leg, I reckon, Poppy. So uh, I'm just going to go two to beat six to beat field field. It's 27, 50, 51, 52. So 27 point. 518 is a record at Bendigo. So that's just quite unbelievable to think how well Portius Ryko went a couple of starts back. Jimmy. Good timing, uh, Bonners. Um, I've just had my lovely meal delivered from my lovely better half, and my goodness me, she spoiled me tonight. I, I love giving the listeners on SEN Track a little bit of an update of, of what my uh, intended dinner is, and I'm not sure if you can see this, folks, on the Gypsy server, but we've got what we call the uh, vegetarian Parma burger. So it's effectively, it's like a chicken patty, but it's not actually chicken because it's vegetarian, maybe a bit of quinoa and things like that, but mixed in with some Napoli sauce, a bit of cheese, some veggies. Look at this. Oh, Poppy, mate, you need to get this Sounds on the menu nice. down at the Sale Grace Bistro. It's that, that good, and I haven't even tucked into it yet, which I'm about no. to do. I'll tell you what, it looks a lot better than the last time James and I were on SEN together, he was eating racing toast, as he called it, which was raisin toast, not toasted because apparently the ad breaks aren't long enough, and he had two (laughs) slices, and he'd taken a bite out of each. So couldn't wait. Just a bite out of each. How does that make any sense at all? We worked out that the reason I do that... See what doesn't make sense... so, Jimmy, I apologise for not knowing this about you, but you're a vegetarian. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I am. And the reason I have a bite out of each of the racing toasters, I like to call it, um, is, and we worked it out on, on, I think it was Tuesday or Sunday, or whatever day that was that we were, we were organising that, was um, if the wife comes out and it's pre-dinner, so she's about to 
ticking up a lovely meal. She, she's very, very good to me. Um, before she does that, I might sort of sneak in there and just grab something if I'm a little bit peckish. And my theory is if I've chewed both slices, she's going to leave them with me. If I've only had one and one sitting there un, untouched, chances are she'll... She'll grab that one and, and, and put it away because I shouldn't be eating it. So yeah. hence the reason I have a little bit of both. But, yeah, Bon, uh, vegetarian, mate, for about three years. Um, and, look, it's hard. It's hard to find good food. But I tell you what, when you get something like this, this uh, Palmer burger, I mean, have a look at that, lads. It is just juicy, magnificent food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we've just had a, good. We've just had a text. I thought, I thought you were going to use that special word moist for a second there. I thought yeah, you were gonna it's, actually, oh, it does I, look... Moist. I don't go with moist. I go with um, it's got to be juicy. Oh, and when yeah. I order a pizza, here's, here's my pizza order. Just, just, no, lick that off your finger. Don't put it back on the roll. <laughs> listen oh. listen to this, Bon. Bonners, here's my oh. pizza order, right? I get a Hawaiian pizza. I don't like tomato paste. So I get Hawaiian pizza, no tomato paste on the base. Then I get no ham because I'm vegetarian. Then I always say to them on the phone, and you've got to go to the like same... Pineapple. The same one. No, I like pineapple. So I go, can I have extra pineapple, extra cheese, egg, and add some onion as well? And I always say to them on the phone, make it juicy. If we don't have the meat, you've got to make it juicy. That's the key to, to success, I think, if you're a vegetarian. But, yeah, look, when, you look at the meal I've got now, it's it's fit for a king. So when, I can't complain. Hey, when you order hey, that pop, from the pop, pizza pop, shop. Poppy, if, we, if, we, if this bloke's new nickname isn't Juicy Jim, oh. we haven't done our job <laughs> here on, uh, on Star <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Juicy Jimmy Juicy. Vandermart is probably the new nickname, doesn't it? Oh, James, do you, do you send through an apology note when you order that from the pizza joint? Because that, that would be the biggest pain in the backside trying to put that together. Well, mate, of course, if I'm spending 16 bucks on a pizza, they can do it my way. It's far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think you know, if you're known... You know, what, reckon... you know what, though, Bobby? I just don't yeah. know why he starts with, with uh, Hawaiian. Like, there's only yeah. two ingredients. Start from the start, brother. Like, there's no, there's no need to say yeah. hot wine. And then you might as well ask. Start with a garlic pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, start with a garlic, or even a seafood pizza, but don't put any seafood on it. <laughs> hey, Shuts up um, a lot. I, I reckon if you, uh, I mean, with your reputation now of being the juicy kid, I reckon if you start an OnlyFans page, up, oh, no. it could get some traction. <laughs> oh, no. Trust you to know about OnlyFans, Poppy. You <laughs> <laughs> buy ASMR, I would say. Jimmy Vandermark. Jimmy Vandermark tagging into some, into oh. some juicy stuff. Juicy Jim, I'd have some followers, you, wouldn't you I? You watch you meet a tear, and then you Pieces watch you meet a really like, chuckle waste. an apple, and then oh, oh, this has got legs. I, I haven't seen you boys that excited for, for, for a long time. I mean, you're talking over each other. You're all that pumped up about this juicy gym. I might I might actually venture onto OnlyFans and, and set up an account, and I reckon, look, I'll charge you 10 bucks a month, and I reckon you fellas will be straight onto it. So I've already got 30 bucks. Uh, I, uh, I think that if you um, uh, play strategically uh, pieces of kale, uh, assorted vegetables, and, and change every day, I reckon you'd have vegetarians all over the world tuning in, mate. Be fantastic. We've, we've had a, a listener text in. He said before that burger sounds like vomit, <laughs> and then they've just fired back in again. That pizza sounds like vomit too. I will give you a decent vegetarian pizza. I know you said you don't like the tomato paste, but yes. margarita with pineapple is a is a very delightful yeah. pizza. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, mate. Tell, I'll, I'll give you two things. Right. One is um, it, sound, it sounds like vomit, and two. 
I reckon there's only a certain number of times Hutchie will allow us to wear OnlyFans in a given day on SEN track. Okay, yeah, I fair think enough. We probably exceeded it. Maybe me just saying OnlyFans. Yeah, I'm not going to say it again. I think I think I think we're probably plus one. We've bogeyed. <laughs> we've bogeyed the OnlyFans, and now 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 it's double bogey. Uh, yeah, we've let's got race nine coming out. How we play this race? I'm going two to beat six to beat field field. Oh, I love working with Poppy straight away. He goes, let's turn to race number nine. Save the day, Poppy. Uh, I'm going to go the two to win. Um, I think it'll win. I think the six will run second. I think the one will run third. And I'll say uh, either either for four. So I'll do a straight out trifecta. Two to beat six to beat one. These Rico dogs... Corey will probably agree with me. They can be a little bit hard to follow time to time, but they've got big motors, and I think that's the key. Yeah, no, they all do, and sometimes I get a little bit confused between them as well. I don't know why, but uh, I know exactly who Cordius Rico is, and, and yeah, they are hard to follow, and just the fact that it hasn't been to sale before. It may have, may have trialled there. Who knows? I doubt it. But, um, yeah, that, that's the one query I have. $1.20, it is the best dog in the race, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be with Lakeview Lola here. Obviously, a greyhound at the other end of the spectrum that I'm sure has been there plenty of times. I'll tell you one thing, Jimmy, that I, I, I love finding. I found California Blonde, I reckon, going back about 10 days ago. A great that never jumps well, but found a race with zero pace. Um, you heard my pre-race commentary. Probably is a, it's a beneficiary here, but there's just no early pace here. And if you can find, if you've got a Graham with a big motor that finds a race with no early pace, I find it can be a bit of a gold mine. Yeah, look, to be honest, the favourite hasn't got that much early pace. So, look, I, I think even what Corey said before um, about this dog, I think it's fair. Like, I, it's a risk at a dollar twenty. I think we don't, like, if, if it was your last couple of hundred dollars in the account, you're probably not going to risk it on Cordius Rico at one twenty. The track it's never been to. There's no pace in the race. So what may happen is it may just lead ping and go straight to the top. But if it doesn't, the, the majority of these runners aren't fast beginners that can normally hit the line okay. So you're going to have to overrun Greyhound's light leg for your Lola if he does happen to begin poorly. Now, we can put that to bed straight away, given that uh, Cordius Rico does jump. But, oh, look, he's down a mile in class. He's better than these. Um, but he can be a little bit uh, a bit hard to follow. But, look, I've got a funny feeling you've nailed the race here, Bond, and there's not much speed, and this check could land in front. And if it does, it'll run you... It'll run you about a 29-15, 29-20, I reckon, around here. All right, let's get to the race. And I, I just love the fact that um, Jimmy's showing a little bit of white privilege there. There's people there with $8 left in the account. He's talking about your last couple of hundred. Um, Cosmic Roy for me, boys. Just playing with your last There's seven. a shot, Poppy. race nine at sale. It's the penultimate that we'll be taking in on sale Sundays. But there's two more after that. Let's go to the ninth at sale. Lakeview Lola goes to the early lead. Cosmic Roy goes up to second. Curtius Rico on the inside. Then for the back of the field was Willow's hand. And last of all, Maroka Magic. Play the music for the $1.20 favourite, lads. By about three lengths to Cosmic Roy. Then came Willow's hand further back there, Lakeview Lola. Uh, the Peacock's gone 29-10 for, for this dog as well. He's just sent through the message, so we'll see what happens. Cosmic Roy can't make up any impression. I'll go 29-18. I'd, I'd forget that time, I'd say. They go slow, did they? Uh, no, it's showing 27.42, and that won't be right. There if we go. if it's it just, is right, that's uh, it, that's uh, rather that, rather quick. It's, it's corrected <laughs> itself to 20, 29.19. By the way, Peacock has absolutely nailed that. He's texted me two to beat eight. So, two good Peacock. We miss you, brother, and we love you. Um, I'll tell you what, for Graham, that's only one... Now, sort of $15,000 from 22 starts. I think she's a bit better than that. 
story? Yeah, no, I think I think she is. I'm just sorry. I'm just uh, just doing Poppy's job again and just making sure I'm alive in the staying alive for six, which I am. So I'm taking the taking the small wins. So uh, we'll have to get Poppy's update. Let's throw well, Poppy. Have you got the update for us now? Can we throw it to uh, you just real quickly? Get you on the hop. Uh, just on my calculations, boys. Um, I think we're still left with ten people. Yeah, I think those calculations are relatively strong. We'll go to a break, our final break here on Sale Sunday. Sale Fun Day, Sale the Dogs Run Day. Let's go for a break, come back. Sale Greyhound Club, $4 schooners and pizza Saturdays only from 2 to 4. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhound Club for Gippsland's biggest promotions. Well, Sunday, it's going to pipe in for you. In fact, tips and laugh. Twilight racing from the South Greyhound Club. Now, Poppy. Yes. Poppy. Yep. Um, I don't know how to broach this, but you've had some trouble with basic maths over a period of time, and it appears it may have gotten the better of you again with Saps. Uh, look, I know I've had some issues in the past, but as I said before the break, there are 17 people left in staying alive for six. 17. Yeah, I, seven I, heard, I heard 10. Look, I did make a, a little mistake. Um, just a as seven previous... person mistake, yes? Uh, yes. I... We well, wouldn't want you as a war general. Well, you, bef- you, you, you're counting the men and there's seven that have gone missing. Some of them requiring amputation or like emergency <laughs> medicine triage. And you've just left them behind. You said, no, we've got the full compliment. We go back to camp now. I'll stick, seven being left out there. I'll stick up for you, Poppy. You, you yeah. got your sevens and your twos mixed up before, and a seven and a zero look very similar. So I can see why you've got 10 and 17 mixed up. Thank you. Thank you. And, 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 and to use that, uh, you know, that analogy of being in war, I just simply forgot that we had another trench in which seven men were waiting for assistance. Well, they call uh, it the fog of war, don't they, Poppy? We we have we have caught up with them, um, and in this instance, I just forgot that there were some people on the back of the page I was looking at. Well, you know, there's the fog of war, and then there's just fog. Oh. Hey, uh, but 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 this is one thing that I am certain of: of the seventeen, only one person has number six, and that's me. <laughs> yes, it is, Corey. That's you. Yeah, we would. You know what? For the good of sale Sundays, I'm, I'm, and so what, what has everyone else got, Squirrel? Uh, up to you. Oh, where's the sheet? Where did I put that sheet? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, number f- pre- predominantly number two and four. Predominantly number two and four. <laughs> a couple of sevens in there, but two and four. I mean, we'd, I like bigger, we'd like a bigger field to try and get Corey to sweep the pool after I've already uh, delivered $800 in funds for the Sale Ground Club. But it's yes. possible. It, it, it's a Perry Bar field in terms of the prices here, Jimmy. No, $49. I don't agree, guys. Number four will win the race. Number two will be second, and number six will be third. So I don't I want reckon, to Poppy. Yes. You're spot on, mate. I, I, the more I look at this race, I wish I hadn't have gone with the best bet earlier um, with uh, with Smoke and Zag, who couldn't get the job done. Post-race the more I look at this race, 
The what's that, mate? The post-race expert, Vandermark. Look at him oh, trying to change yeah. his best bets after the fact. Oh, no. They don't call me Mr. Hindsight for nothing, but uh, <laughs> Dr. Lynch, number four, this this has to win this race. So I, I called it down there two starts ago when I was down on the Wednesday. I'm still looking for Poppy, who said he'd give me a, a nice meal at the Salgrace Bistro on him, and uh, that ne- that never happened, but um, I'll be back soon, and I will get that, Poppy. Uh, Dr. Lynch, it. that was a big run then. Uh, the only thing I'm starting to worry about is 69 starts, just 10 wins. So it's nearly nearly one in every seven. Uh, one in every 6.9 is a victory, but 22 minor placings. Uh, has as this Greyhound maybe just started to forget how to win? Hasn't won for a, for a long time. But what I like is had about six, seven, eight runs back this campaign. So if he's going to be strong enough to go all of the way, this is the night tonight. So Dr. Lynch for me, guys, leads all of the way and. I want to hear some music if it does win. Are we, are we taking the next race? We are. I think we'll be in a heart um, Bit of bad news there, oh. Jimmy. We won't be taking it, but we will be watching it. I I didn't think there was much. Yeah, I, I think it'll be winning, Dr. Lee. When our Rose is just as good if it finds its best form, I reckon. Yeah, I, this is... I know I've said it just about every race, but this is another race that's actually pretty open. Aston Santana, which is my selection... Uh, had a bit of a spell, come back at Heelsville and hasn't been going all that well. So I'm really just banking on Aston Santana, preferring the circle and uh, and getting the job done. Leo Rose uh, has obviously been to the track plenty of times, getting a little bit long in the tooth, but uh, still has the ability. And Dr. Lynch, as James has alluded to quite a few times, um, does have a pretty nice draw. So there's plenty of boxes being ticked by most runners, to be honest. And even, even Gotham Diva, which is out at $9.00. Um, you can make a bit of a case for it. I think the wide draw is not an issue there. Went okay at the Meadows a couple back from the draw. That's a back feeling, Jimmy, because you're doing a little bit of stretching there. Like, is the body just is the body just starting to to give give it away, or are you, are you travelling okay? To, to be honest, it's just the fact that I'm I'm borderline you know hypothermic at the moment. Uh, the temperatures <laughs> dropped dramatically. As it so often does up here in the Yarra Valley, it was nice when we went to air at five o'clock. But three hours later, um, I can I can barely feel my limbs. And the thing that worries me, if I was relying on Poppy to get me inside, I'd have no hope because he'd forget about me. The good news <laughs> is the lovely wife; she'll come out, get the stretcher out, pop me on that, get me back inside, and, and warm me up. But uh, no, it's bloody freezing out here tonight. I, you forget how cold winter is until winter comes around again. I reckon. And I've got to give you the bad news. It's not windy yet, so it's going to get worse. Uh, it's going to get definitely worse. Can I ask you two before we say sayonara? I would think it's an interesting question. Maybe you've got an easy answer for it. Now, She's a Pearl is going to be a short price favourite for the Million Dollar Chase. Going for 12 in a row. Wow, she's fast, launching pad winner, Phoenix winner. Two unbelievable bitches in the same generation. There was a... Uh, who, who were the last couple? Probably... Strike a light, who was her major adversary? Uh, yeah, strike a light, yeah. uphill Jill. Yeah, so, but this is going to another level. If you could have one, Corey, for the rest of their careers, which one would you have? Um, I'm probably taking She's a Pearl just because she's a lot more reliable early. I, I want to see her do it um, other than at Wentworth Park. Watchdog and I, I think it was Thursday night, had a bit of a discussion. He said She's a Pearl, a brain, where wow, she's fast in a match race, but I think where wow, she's fast would be brought into it in a match race. Um, and I obviously have a soft spot for where she's fast being the inaugural Phoenix winner. But, yeah, I, I think I'd have to take She's a Pearl just because I like those reliable front-running um, greyhounds, and she just seems to get it right time and time again. 
I'd go, I'd go against watching there. I think in a match race, that's where Wow, she's fast would be better suited. But um, mm. who, who would you take for the rest of their career, Jimmy? Well, look, you'd take either. Um, I've got a vacant yeah. kennel. Uh, <laughs> I'm not giving you that option at the moment. No, mate. I, I was hoping you're a 51 percent owner of one of them, and you could send it down to me. But no, look, I, I honestly think um, what Cheetah Pearl does is wins her races, like Corey said at the start. You'd be happy to have a, a Greyhound half as good as either of them, but um, 29.30 odd she ran the other night. Rainy conditions, she's a pearl. I mean, uh, and she, she's been to Tamora. She won that Tamora Cup, which was a strong series, and just blew them away with early speed. So the fact she's been able to do that on the one turn, then go back to Weddy Park and, and absolutely annihilate them like she has. And to, to win that many races in a row at that level is extraordinary. Um, you see a Greyhound like, wow, she's fast, too. Credit to her in that launching pad was was beyond amazing. Overcame hard boxes every time, but uh, and I think she's a pearl has been able to find easier races between the big ones. But let's not forget she went through the Easter Egg series un, undefeated. She's now gone through the Million Dollar Chase into the final undefeated. She went through the Tamora Cup series undefeated. So to, to have had a greyhound that's won that many in a row at the highest level, she's she's something very very special and. I almost think last week was nearly her biggest win because she she smashed a field that were racing effectively to get into a million-dollar race. So, I don't know, mate. I'd send me either, Bonners. What do you reckon, Poppy? If you could have one, which would you have? I'd go, well, she's fast. But while I've got your attention, um, Photo Man, it's a local dog, locally trained Gippsland dog. Uh, what would need to go right for uh, owners and trainers to walk away with a million dollars? She's a pearl to bomb the start. Yeah. Which never happens, unfortunately, Jimmy. No, it doesn't. It's going to be a cracking race. You're getting paid, obviously, from uh, from New South Wales, Bonners. So good luck to you, mate, with a million-dollar chase this weekend. Um, and if anybody else would like to pay me, I my email is jbonnington at hrv.org.au or jason.bonnington at gmail.com. Hey, boys, it's been a hell of a lot of fun. I don't generally like broadcasting from home. Uh, I've got a warmer situation than... Jimmy Vandermark, but I'll be back at the studio tomorrow night, tomorrow day for Trot's Life, and then tomorrow night for Let's Fly. Jimmy, appreciate your time, mate. Go and get warm. I'm hey, on Jimmy. deck tomorrow, Bonners, so I'll chat to you there, mate. Corey, well done, brother. It's been uh, great having you on Sale Sundays, and you've now fulfilled well, the bucket list. is Lifelong dream. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91